What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast. I am one of your hosts, Charlie. With me, as always, is Nate. Say hello to the people, Nate. Gripping the wheel, his knuckles went white with desire. The wheels of his Mustang exploding on the highway like a slug from a forty-five. True death, 400 horsepower of maximum performance piercing through the night. This is black sunshine yeah okay there we go bud i thought it was perfect for the movie we were covering who we were covering it with that's right that's me saying hi to people that's you saying hi to people well let's let everyone else say hi after i don't know how they follow that but we have brought on our good friends from a cut above horror movie review tonight with us in studio is hydraberg say hello to the people hydraberg hello to the people that's right. See, see, Nate. See how easy, concise, just really, really nice, man. Just I got, quick. I got to show off sometimes. Uh, what okay. was the name again? And I know Black, how to read. Black Magic. What was it? That's the opening to Black Sunshine from White Zombie. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Come on. So, yeah. Come on now. Get with it. Because oh. you know the game that you guys play on your show, and then yeah, I was yeah, like, round, round, round. and then I was like, it's it's a song about a car, and I was like, oh, well, we're doing a movie about a car. Gotcha. Yeah, I thought nice. it was good. It, yep. uh-uh. it, we'll let it pass. <laughs> you drag it, let us along on that one. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> and with Hydraberg, he brought the whole crew with him. We have John with us tonight. Say hello to the people, John. Hello, people. Hello, Nate. Hello, Charlie. Hi. So great to be on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. And I'm only doing her last because she's only the second female to make it through the door because Nate forgot to lock the door. We have the one, the only Jacqueline with us tonight. Say hello, Jacqueline. Hello, people. Hello, Charlie. Hello, Nate. Thanks so much for having us all on. I'm super excited for this. Uh, I have been pumped up for this since me and Hydraberg come up with this little, uh, I don't even know what we call what we came up with here, Hydraberg. We just decided we wanted to collaborate, and the best way we thought was doing grindhouse movies. So Hydraberg and I had tossed around some ideas back and forth and just kind of landed on Grindhouse because it fit both of the aesthetics of the shows. They doing mostly horror on their podcast. We add a little action, a little horror, and we're coming off of the month of action for us. So I was like, you know what? Let's ease into the horror. Let's bring the horror back. And Death Proof kind of works that way. It's a little bit of action, little little suspense, little horror. And so I think it works out well. So before we jump into it, go ahead, John. What's up? Yeah, I, I'm just curious. Uh, do you guys remember if this was released at the same time? Did they do the two movies yeah, together? They did. When yes. they released yep. it? it was amazing. So that yes. was part of why it flopped was because people left after. I think Death Proof was the first movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Planet, Ter- Roll, Planet Terror was first. Oh, Planet yeah, Terror. Planet so Terror first. when that one, after it was over, people left not realizing that a second movie was going to happen. Because I remember this movie well, that- being hyped for it. And then it mm. 
was a surprising flop for That's the just two natural years. selection. Those people that yeah. walked out of that theater after should have be beheaded right after. I agree. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, like for if sure. you were dumb enough to get up, come on, it's a Rodriguez and Tarantino double feature. It says it right before the film. It was on the movie posters, it right. was everywhere. It was, it was like it was, it was two in the trailers movies. too. Like you yeah. knew what you're getting yourself into. I don't know it's how one of the but best I think it, theatrical experiences I've ever had in my life. I, I regret it. not seeing this one in theaters. Oh I, oh, I did. I watched it in theaters in Columbus, as a matter of fact, whenever it was out. So, yeah, I, God, I love this movie. I mean, movies, but I treat it as one just big, yeah. you yeah. know, experience. Exactly. Also, right? One of the things I remember about when I saw it in the theater is the marketing, at least the marketing that I saw made it sound like each movie was about an hour long and they would add up to about a two hour and change movie. And I remember being surprised in the theater because I think they were both about an hour 30, an hour yeah. four each. Yeah. And so I yeah. think maybe some people were unprepared for that length. Maybe not that they didn't realize there was a second movie, but they were just like, ugh, this is too long. I gotta, I gotta bounce. I can definitely attest to that. Say, nonetheless, I agree with you, Hyderberg. It's one of the best theater experiences of my life. And it's been 15 years and I still remember it vividly. I remember we saw like an eleven thirty showing. Oh damn! At a big cinema on like a Friday night, and we oh, were like asleep thirty three in the morning, and it <laughs> felt like the kind of theater experience where we should have been able to smoke cigarettes in the theater and drink mm -hmm. beer, like yes. that, right. and have an intermission. Like that's how it felt. It just felt like di so different than what I've seen. I wish I could have seen it like at a drive-through or something. You know, uh, drive -in. Yeah, yeah one of those old yeah, school latte And I'm just gonna keep watching Grindhouse. That's right. I'm gonna grab my Starbucks as I go and watch my <laughs> Grindhouse movie. It totally works. All right. Well, as we talk about the experience we had with it, let's go ahead and hit the trailer real fast, and we will jump right back into it. Have you been following us? You saw my car, I saw your legs. Now look, I ain't stalking y'all, but I didn't say it wasn't a wolf. He's got charm. Is there anybody in this place you could vouch for to give me a ride home? Fair lady, your chariot awaits. He's got style. Do I frighten you? Is it my scar? It's your car. And he's got a set of wheels. Is it safe? Oh, it's better than safe. It's death proof. To die for. <laughs> well, man, which way are you going? Left or right? Right, right. Ah, uh, that's too bad. I... Well, because it was a 50-50 shot on whether you'd be going left or right. But since you're going the other way, I'm afraid you're going to have to start getting scared. Immediately. From Quentin Tarantino, the director of Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, and Kill Bill, comes Death Proof. This car is 100% Death Proof. Only to get the benefit of it, honey, you really need to be sitting in my seat. If he likes the way you move, then he decides... method is brutal. His weapon is speed. But his latest targets are about to fight back. <laughs> Let's kill this bastard. You know our king lets you go. Come on, 
Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof. Ladies, that was fun. A grindhouse feature. So that's the trailer. It's definitely a grindhouse kind of feel to it. I love the fact that they picked Kurt Russell to be in this movie. He's one of my favorites from back in the 80s. You know, I grew up with, I remember him in Disney movies. Mm-hmm. all the way up into when i started watching action movies you know he will forever be snake plissken but man playing this character a stuntman mike and to find out he wasn't tarantino's first choice which was yeah. very weird to read that there was almost oh, really? like five or six other people ahead of him he wanted mickey rourke that's who he pretty much had wow. in his head mickey rourke was supposed to be stuntman mike they were talking Agents got involved, and agents decided that because Tarantino wanted him so bad, he would pay more. Mm. And Tarantino went, nope, I will look uh, elsewhere. Um, he tried uh, to reach out to I, Travolta. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. yeah. I heard Slice the Slice alone was actually up for this part, too. He was, he was tapped. Uh, there, was, there was probably about three or four other big-name actors that were tapped for it. and finally and i hate the way it was said in the article i was reading where he settled on kurt russell like, you don't settle on kurt russell yeah yeah seriously you, not you, with that you, hair you were graced with kurt russell yeah as stunt i could see life. mickey rourke yeah i was gonna say that that mickey rourke would have been fine but uh charlie you also brought up that that you love snake plissken i love snake plissken too but i think us as horror fans i'm saying jacqueline heisberg and myself uh we love him as a what was his name in the thing? You know, uh, oh, uh, McCready. Uh, McCready. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. what I think of. I, yeah. I mean, it's just like this guy can, like you said, he can do no wrong in any role that he's in. He, uh, for shit's sake, uh, he played Santa Claus like recently in the past couple yeah. of years. I love the Santa Thank Claus Chronicles. It was great. Mm-hmm. Well, so here's he's- why I think Mickey Rourke would have been a less good choice than Kurt Russell. Same. I think that. Kurt Russell has the ability to appeal to people on different levels. And I think mm-hmm. he can play different facets of a character. Like he can be menacing and God knows he's menacing at different points in mm-hmm. death proof, but he can but he's also really handsome and can be really charming. Like those blue eyes and the dimple, mm-hmm. the gorgeous hair. Like he's a gorgeous man. Um, Mickey Rourke, I don't know that he can do that like boyish charm thing. Like he could definitely do the menacing. I just don't know that he could pull off the charm aspect as well, which is crucial for this role to like and um to like uh kind of attract these these ladies in the first half of the movie, you know, or at least to like um come off as relatively harmless to them. Yeah, he puts them at ease. Yeah, if it yeah. was 90s uh, Mickey Rourke, I feel like he'd been able to pull off the oh, yeah. charm. Yeah. Mar- uh, Harley yeah. Davidson, a Marlboro Man version yeah, of exactly. Mickey Rourke. Oh, yeah. Totally would have fit. Totally. Yeah, nine yeah. and a half weeks. It, exactly. I mean, the one thing about him, he went to the boxing arena. You know, he quit acting for a little while and he got his face all messed up because, yeah, you know, yeah. it, it broke an or- orbital bone. So he got a bunch of plastic surgery. So he looks almost like a character caricature mm-hmm. of himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and playing Marv in the Sin City movies, it was just like, okay, that's kind of a fitting role for him. Just a menacing kind of that's a- where I think it got in Tarantino's head after that, because that was maybe before this, that maybe I'll reuse him for my uh, stuntman Mike. 
Yeah, right. that makes sense then. Because on the set of there, I could I could see that's probably where maybe like this movie was spawned because Tarantino helped work on a scene or two on um, Grindhouse. I mean, on Sin City. I think he and, even helped do the initial uh, test pilot. Yeah, and that so like, sold it. Yeah, so Tarantino so was. I heavily think involved. doing that with Rodriguez and then getting that, you know, that was successful. I think that gave Miramax the idea, like, you know what? Yeah, let's put out this Grindhouse movie. You guys have been pitching to us, um, which, like you said, it didn't really recoup its money back in the theater. Um, it no. recouped like just about its money back, but. It but still, there there was a ton of marketing involved. There was. I yeah. was working at Spencer's Gifts at the time, and it was just during <laughs> when they were starting to get rid of the action figures, mm. like they were phasing those out at the store. But we still got the uh, Planet Terror figures. I regret not getting those back in the day. Oh, no. Yeah, they're, they're expensive yeah. right now. Yeah, that makes sense. That's too. how it always goes in my life. Yeah, <laughs> I, have a, I, have a, I have a virus. I have a virus figure. If you want it, you know. I, I was, that. you know, you. No. <laughs> That's why it's Did the Planet Earth uh, figures come with like extra green goop? Some of that Nickelodeon ooze or something? Does Tarantino's nuts fall off the action figure too? <laughs> it... No, you have to listen to a cut above to find out. Yeah, you'll have to yeah. So I forgot what, what when did when did Pulp Fiction come out? It was uh, 94. No, no, it wasn't that early, was it? Yes, it, was. it was. It was. Oh, was it? Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Dogs was like ninety two, I think. Or... Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we just talked about it on our on our speed episode because it came out the same year Speed came out. Okay. All right. Yep. Both both these directors kind of had carte blanche at this moment, though. They were both like really high. They were untouchable. Yeah. yeah. There was no reason not to back this. But I think the issue that has happened is I think this would have worked better now yeah. than it did when it came out. Like people just didn't understand it, weren't ready for it. Like right now nostalgia's an even heavier drug going on right now you know it's it's everywhere everything's getting rebooted everything everybody's living in the past mm-hmm. you know reliving their childhood stuff like that so if you brought out a grindhouse movie now that's when it should have happened the problem is now that we've already done it and it showed that it failed i don't know if any studio other than an independent would even attempt i kind of hope it. they just re-release this thing Put it i think they should without drive-ins yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know how we don't have a 4K release of the double feature because I was shocked the other day. Finding the double feature is hard enough that yeah. the, there was a Blu ray release. I was like, I don't recall that at all. Yeah. I have it. It was Best Buy. I, when I saw it, I grabbed it up and I didn't know it was rare until now. I don't see, I could see this eventually getting re released, but because of how little money it made, I, I don't know if it's had a cult following since or not. I feel like I think not many people oh, talk think... about Death Proof or Plant Terror, but I. I don't know. I don't know what Kirk was my area. The other issue that's going on with re-releases, though, is look who the studio that owns it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's true. Yeah. Everything is in limbo, especially if Tarantino wants it back or Rodriguez wants it back. You know, it's going to be the same situation that Kevin Smith has. Kevin Smith with Dogma. Exactly. Harvey Weinstein's going to want the money and it's going to be like, no. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. The way these were filmed, it felt like a women empowerment movie. Even though the Weinsteins were attached to this, it just even both movies, you know, and, mm-hmm. and obviously we're talking about Death Proof. It was just, it was so well crafted. I don't think the Weinsteins had like, much to do with this. I think because it's Rodriguez and Tarantino, those are their two big guys. They're allowed to. Well, the only they were allowed well, the only, to do like you could kind of tell like there was no. Weinstein yeah, they're probably allowed to do whatever right. they want. Right. 
Right. But the only thing that you saw in this movie, I mean, there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of nudity, was there? There's I no mean, nudity. There was yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a lot of women's feet because Tarantino say. has a well, he has a probably fetish. the most like foot fetish. Though, the opening itself has <laughs> feet in it. There's a lot yeah. of feet and legs too. I yeah, I was gonna a, say it's yeah. foot, feet, and legs in I this entire. I have a entire. Tarantino foot story that I'm not involved with, but I know about it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Nate. Go ahead. Oh, so, yeah. At Hot Topic, uh, the year I got promoted to manager was the year they stopped flying all the managers nationwide out to Hollywood. Damn. So they used to do that. And of course, the year I got promoted, they stopped doing that because that's when uh, 2010, 2011, something like that, you know, when the yeah, economy was not doing good. Yeah. The so, 08 bubble. Yeah. Previous, though, they would fly them out. You get to attend like concerts. They used to attend the horror awards. You know, they you did training, management training, but then you also got to, you know, live it up a little bit. Uh, one of the years they went to the horror awards and Tarantino was sitting in front of one of the store managers and oh. started reaching behind him to try to like touch her feet. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that is the story that went around of like, that is what a uh, Tarantino would do back in the day. Wow. Ah. So he likes women's feet. Uh, he really right. likes women's feet oh, from yeah. my understanding. Nope. Don't kink shame. Nope. Yeah, no, no, we don't kick shame, but it's just like, no, that's weird. But, but there should be consent involved. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, it. You gotta have consent. Absolutely. But at the same time, I'm sort of like, well, yeah. I mean, what if the man was reaching for my feet? It's Quentin. No, I know. I'd let it happen. I'm like, hey. I don't know. Touch well, these I'll hobbit be... feet, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I think women's people's legs are are lovely, and I I can relate to his appreciation of those things. How I like a good I also, set of games as my, myself, uh, Jacqueline. And you, and you, Hyderberg. Like, consent is necessary. Right. But it was that it was that kind of aesthetic in this movie. Those I was watching this with Jackie last night, and because I was like, "You want to watch Death Proof?" And she's like, "Sure." You know, sounds like a horror movie. And we start watching it, and it's that opening segment with Jungle Julia, and she's like, "Oh, I don't know if I should have watched this." I said, "Nah, it, there's no nudity in this," and she just looks at me like. A movie like this has no it's like no nudity none whatsoever i said there's gonna be a lot of butt shots though and a lot of feet shots and <laughs> sweaty legs i was like but just Wiggly just hits yeah so, just just stick with it though and about halfway through before the 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 first big shocker scene in this movie she just looks at me she goes is this isn't an action or a horror movie why are you watching this and i was like just just wait just wait <laughs> And it was as soon as that segment with the car crash happened, she's like, oh, I am in. And by the end of the movie, she was oh, like, I love this movie. This was fantastic. Yeah, it changes yeah. after the car crash. And there's oh, yeah. Yeah, it changes that? during the car car crash. You get those different perspectives, you know? Oh, it's I like, love that. You know, when yeah, Kurt Russell's fantastic. like, racing, and, you know, it's like four or five different shots of, like, everybody dying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, instead of just a giant car crash. And right. okay, show the aftermath. I love his thought process of, I want to show every single death from so the moment that, the lights come on the, in when the Nova. Pops that light headlight time. switch on. Yeah. I adore every shot. And I was just telling Jackie, and I went, don't, don't take your eyes off the screen. <laughs> I was like, and every time she would go, oh my god, I was like, just wait. Oh my god, I said, just wait. And then it would did the final one. And she's like, Oh my god. I was like, Yeah. <laughs> I'm a sucker yeah. for Vanessa uh for Lido too. And I was like, oh, so she bad, got it, it. she got it the worst. Oh, so bad. We were watching I mean, we, Jungle we were Julia watching... got it pretty bad too. That's pretty bad. 
Yeah, the leg getting sheared off. The, the driver actually got a – she died, but she, she got out with the least amount of uh, damage. The one chick goes <laughs> flying out the windshield onto the road, which was is that also – Was that George or was that um, Rose McGowan? That was Shauna. That was Shauna uh, in the back Shana. seat. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Shanna. Shanna yeah. Banana. 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 Yeah. That was Shanna flying out because she was uh she was turning up the radio and she, yeah. really she was leaned forward. Yeah, she flew out. Pam stays in the car because she's in the death proof uh, box. Well, not the death proof box. No, she's, well, not. she's on. Box. She's on the side. She's already dead. Yeah, yeah you gotta be uh, in the driver's seat for it to be death proof. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, to get the full benefit of yeah. The um, whenever I see I someone's have... leg dangling out, that's when I picture. Like, I'm just like, oh god, that's gonna get chopped off if it's a wreck. Please just stop doing that, everyone. Oh, dude, I we we're watching this on Tubi last night because it was just easy and it was probably the I have the DVD version, so I was like, well, it'll be better cut. One of the commercials was a Jeep commercial with a girl <laughs> on her feet with her feet <laughs> off the dash. Come on, I'm not even kidding. And I just went, that is not the right commercial to have on during this movie. No, the and, that's the perfect commercial. <laughs> Jackie didn't understand until afterwards. And I said, now you understand why I said that about the Jeep girl with both feet on the dash as they're off-roading. I was like, oh, either that was planned or not planned. Either way, I was happy. So it was good. I, I have a question for Jacqueline, uh, being mm-hmm. that she's she is the only female in the group right now. Mm-hmm. And you are a big Sorry, Tarantino mate. fan. Yeah, I'm just okay. curious. Uh, so, like, I really like the dialogue between the ladies in the beginning. Um, it makes me laugh and I really like it. I think it's genuine, but like I said, like I'm only, I'm coming from a man's perspective. I just wondered how you like the dialogue in the beginning and how it rings. Does it ring true with you in Tarantino films? And then my second question is more of Charlie, you, you, you mentioned it earlier. Um, a lot of these shots in this movie and, and, and it rings true in a lot of Tarantino films and it doesn't bother me, but I'm a man. They, they come from the male gaze a lot when, when mm-hmm. you're, when they're viewing the woman. Um, mm-hmm. Not all the time, but like in this film, especially, but this film is where we're playing on the sexuality of these women and how they affect a man, say, you know, stuntman Mike or whatever, um, or just like their independence and like how free spirited they are. And they're out on the town and drinking. Um, but I just noticed from this film, especially, there are a lot of shots on the butt, on the waist, on and I just wondered, like, does that bother a woman when she's watching it? Or like, I know you're a Tarantino fan, so I think. For me, I think it's a stylistic choice and I understand it. And he probably knows he's going to get ridiculed for it anyway. But it's just like the way he likes to view a woman's figure in certain scenes because there's sexuality involved already in the scene. Mm-hmm. But I just was curious on both those, whether any of the how much the female stuff really rings true for you and the mm-hmm. the male driven stuff. I appreciate you asking those questions because I have answers. <laughs> oh, that's um. First of all, regarding the dialogue, I would say that the spirit of their dialogue rings very true to me, actually. I would say that the exact nature of the dialogue is sort of like an amplified version of my experience in, like, you know, talking and hanging out with my friends. Like, it's like the same kind of content and general attitude and spirit, but I... I will say, like, I, I can only if I were, like, that cool and snappy, you know? Yeah, it's got that Tarantino vibe. Yeah, it's like kind of a, um, like, an idealized version, or, like, mm-hmm. like, I said, amplified or augmented version. So it's, like, I would aspire to that quality of dialogue in my, like, social interactions with women. But generally, the spirit is, is, is true. Um, and 
particularly in the first half of the film when things are pretty relaxed, you know, they're just having like a fun night out, they're getting ready for their weekend, a little bit less so in the second half, because even before the shit goes down, like they're on kind of a mission, like something out of the ordinary is happening. They're planning this, like, um, you know, pulling one over on this guy who's selling the car. But in the first half, these women, it's like, it's, it's the same kind of shit that women really talk about. Like we're talking about boys. We're, we just want to like, hang out with our friends and chat, maybe flirt with a cute boy, put on some music on the jukebox, have a drink, maybe dance to a song that we like. Um, the only thing that didn't ring true to me is like, we would be scarfing down those nachos too. Nachos. Yeah. Not man, Mike. Like I want those. <laughs> those nachos look good. I'll give Don't it Don't those look like some of the best cinematic nachos I've ever seen. I'm telling you, man. I, I hope they just. I hope that was from like Craft Services, and they just like. Dude, there's like the white nachos. queso on those things. I don't know, man. See it on his face. Stretchy oh. cheese, the whole thing. Yeah. I, I'll say, based on what Jacqueline was saying, what I find myself in this movie is okay. Like Heiserberg said, we see the girls a lot of shots of the butt, a lot of shots. I I kind of attribute that to where we're seeing the girls as stuntman mike sees them you know what he would focus on objectifying but the talk i always find myself intrigued by the conversation because i love the dialogue in this movie i know a lot of people bitch about it too much talking what it's it's just it's nothing it's too much talking let's get to the shit i like some good dialogue if it's done well and tarantino does it well and this to me was what every guy when you were growing up going, what do girls talk about at sleepovers? Mm-hmm. You know, what do girls talk about when they get together? Well, it's like South Park where, you know, if they start lusting out, just go with it, butters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just stick it. You know, got, got to get the thing, the, 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 uh, and fortune teller. The, uh, light as a four, light as a feather, stiff as a board. They do that as well. Yeah. yeah. I, think yeah. Right, though, uh, I think the dialogue does ring mostly for me. It seems true. Uh, like you said, it's exaggerated a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, it's stylized. Yeah. It's it's very yeah. you know but, they, but they're like, even, they're way I, more articulate than anyone I've ever met. In my I time. think I've heard that complaint a lot that the the pacing's slow in the beginning, and I I understand that it's one of my it's one of my small gripes is that the pacing is a little uneven in this film. But I think it's for good measure because the time that we spend with this small group in the beginning, with mostly just dialogue and setup. It's mm-hmm. all character driven, and I like it. I, we get bonded to these girls fairly shortly, and then yeah, when the like accident that. finally happens, the impact of it would never hit if you didn't have that build up with these girls. Like, if that was just the opening scene of the movie, it would have not worked. Yeah, it would like, have worked. The first hour of the movie, because this movie feels like two movies in one. The yes. first hour and the second hour. Oh, yeah. I much <laughs> rather prefer the first hour over the second hour. <laughs> Really? Minus the last it. 15 minutes. Yeah, like, I love the second hour. Now, wow. now the second hour, I only enjoy the stunt. Like, I don't care about those characters like I do about oh, I love those the characters. characters we get introduced to in the first hour. And, no. like, what really bothers me is the first hour is shot like a grindhouse. It has the actual tears that, like, he went in with a razor to fill into the film itself. Like, yeah, he it has that natural aesthetic. And yeah. And then the yeah. second part, it's black and white and then it's digital. I'm like, why? Why'd you do that? I don't understand that black decision making there. Uh, it starts out black and white. Uh, it's out black and white are, introducing the, the new characters. Clean. Yeah. Second part's way too clean. It's it has phenomenal clean, like stunt work. Phenomenal, yeah. you yeah. know, 
I'd want. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta disagree. I love the characters in the second half. See, like the more, second I half, love them more than the first half, even though we spend more time with the first half. But I, I would have much rather the movie just in after the first half. Like, oh no, like oh, that's no. where I would have rather. No. Hell, oh, no. yeah. Oh, oh no. Can I talk real quick about something sure. Charlie said um, a minute ago? Uh oh. Char- no, no, this is good. Charlie, I really appreciate what you said a couple minutes ago about enjoying the dialogue between the women, particularly in the first half. Because I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say something a little controversial here. <laughs> the main a lot of people really hate this movie. A lot of Tarantino fans really hate this movie, which baffles me. Yeah, it does me too. It's and- my it's the weakest Tarantino movie for myself. But personally. that's still a good movie. It's better than most. That's for yeah. sure. It's technically Tarantino's least favorite, but he still loves it. Yeah. So if, yeah. if he if one has to be at the bottom, he calls it this one. But it's not a bad movie. It's the it's Rocky not- Five of Tarantino movies. Don't you dare! Well, <laughs> the Rocky Nine, because he's going to make one more movie. So we'll see. That's all right. Go ahead, Jacqueline. So I, I hear a lot of people. You know, at the time I heard this, and I still hear it to this day, people don't like it, or I feel like it's often just overlooked. Like, even sometimes Tarantino fans haven't seen it because uh, it's part of this whole other thing. It wasn't so a well made thing. But the, the most common complaint that I hear, and I feel like I heard this more back when it was first released because I think it's not so politically correct to say it now, but I think people, what I heard. What I hear the most is people say, oh, it's really boring. I don't want to just hear these women yak for two hours. Oh, I love it. And to me, (laughs) I find that to be pretty misogynistic. Oh, Um, definitely. Absolutely. Consider that like most of the all time, like the films that are considered like all time great films, like what, what are, I almost just said a bad word. What are they, but men like yakking to each other. And I can appreciate a good film, even if it's just men talking so-called man talk to each other. And I find it offensive if people overlook this movie or criticize it just because they don't want to hear women talk to each other. That really pisses me off. And to this day, so here's the controversial part. To this day, if somebody tells me that they don't like this movie, even if they say it's for some other reason, yeah, Nate, I, you listening? Respect that, <laughs> that it's like a misogynistic thing, like that they just don't want to hear women talk. See, and so I'm a little suspicious of you if you say that. You like this yeah. No, right. see, my thing is though, like I enjoy so much when Kurt Russell gets shot that he starts crying. Because like every serial yeah. killer deep down is just a, a weak bald person. Yeah. Like right. they're a, they're like they're nothing. And to see him have that breakdown <laughs> and to have that oh god why like I because love he never thought that. they would fight back the way they did. Yeah, you know? like it's just right. he's a coward. It totally you know? took him off guard. For me, uh, it's it's nothing with that. It's just how tonally different the first half and the second half is. But that's what I love. Minus the the amazing stunt work and like the I, cars. And I how it's shot, everything about that is gorgeous. I just feel like I got two separate movies. Well, and like it took me, like I saw Planet Terror in 2007. I didn't see Death Proof till I moved to Columbus in 2014. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, man. because and I heard everyone talk about how bad it was. You guys so, Wait. like, no, it was just everyone kept talking about how bad Death Proof was. And when I finally moved, I was like, I haven't seen that yet. I finally need to like give that one a watch. And well, like, I remember, like, this is my second time ever watching it. Everything I still remember, you know, I remember the leg. I remember the tire hitting the face. 
the incredible stunt work. So like it is impactful. Like it has at least stuck with me after not seeing it for this long, you know? Yeah. John, go ahead, brother. You see yeah. Like it, yeah. But what, the one thing I want to say is that the conversations were very similar on the, uh, and like you said, Nate, there, there's like a first act and the second act, but the conversations are the same, you know, exactly the way guys talk is exactly how women talk. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, yeah. Um, you you know, get a little bit more of that with the second group too, because two no, of the ladies I, are gearheads. Exactly they're right. Stunt, well, I like that shirt, one yeah. is a stunt woman because now we have an equal both driver. Stunt yeah. Well, yeah. Both but one being like two. the uh, the driver, so now we have an equal driver. Sure. Yeah, but, next to stunt man. I though. love the second group. I, th- I love them more than the first group. I love the conversation that they had as they were driving, and every time they saw Jumble Julia on the billboard, they'd go woo. But they were talking about like, yeah, I didn't want to do that with this guy, and you know he. He, he was okay, whatever. You know, it's that's the way guys talk too. And yeah. no, I, like, I just enjoyed that first group so much more because of like how they talk and how they like even blow off Stop Man Mike. And then you got Rose McGowan who like doesn't like that group of girls because she went to high school with one of them. Like, yeah. Yeah. you got so much it's, story it's with there all on purpose them. to give you contrast so that that way when we're introduced to our second group. We see that these ladies are not to be fucked with. They're not the same type of ladies Perfect. that we got in the first. But they're all you know about. I mean? I mean, they're all good. They're, they're like, all- they're a separate group of women, and they're a different type of women, and their group right. dynamic is different. Understood. Similar dynamic, diverse. You know, we got uh, women of color. We have all these different uh, types of women just mixing it up. But that's not me, my point. My point is, is that they're they all talk the same. Guys and girls talk the same differently about sex but it's almost like on an equal level it was like it's true no the cadence I'll, is different with the second group as it is to the sure well what it, what we end up with is in the second group which i'm with you guys i i love the second group because one i am a huge fan of zoe bell she yeah, has been amazing. in most of uh tarantino's later movies as, bride. As the, yeah she's the stunt woman she was in uh django unchained she was one of the uh uh bandit they're not i don't want to say bandits the people that had the dogs that would go out after mm-hmm. the slaves she always wore a bandana she wore the skirt that was zoe bell the whole time oh um, was it really oh yeah yeah That's awesome. i i was so happy that he put her in here he offered her a stunt double and she went well let me ask you this if you had to put another actress in here who'd be doing the stunts me. And he's like <laughs> oh yeah you she yeah. goes i'm doing my own stunts i heard that he actually had to tell her during certain scenes she would put her face down out of camera yeah so that way because that's what she's used to she's doing used probably to habit playing yeah. some yeah. other actress and she's right. trying to keep her face from being seen right. and he said i love what you're doing but you gotta you gotta reverse it. You gotta yeah. you gotta build back. You you, gotta, you need to you always have the camera in. Yeah, you view. are the actress right now. So I and there's you. there's some insane stunts that even as I watch it again, I'm just like there are moments not where she's not holding on to anything. Yeah, I don't think it's CGI at all. It's no, no, she has no. no. <laughs> she has no, no harness. Just... There's no harness. Dude, nothing. That's her. I don't on know the hood. how they amazing. pulled it off. It's. I love the fact that it was so meta that it was her. Her name was Zoe Bell. I mean, she yep. didn't change her name she for the movie. And, yeah, they ever plan herself. Exactly. Yeah. And I love that. Like she, when she grabs that pipe after, mm-hmm. you know, they decide and to chase back. And I do love the final shot in this movie where they all celebrate after beating <laughs> his ass down. It's a brilliant final shot. And then to have the credits just to and see then, that Rosario Dawson like 
high Take kick. Face no, that, that, like kicking up her leg. And yeah. I, I don't know how any human can make their leg go that high up and then come down, but it's impressive. And I get why Daredevil, you know, didn't. All right. Yeah. I got to say, I thought it was the funniest when she jumps out of the bushes and she goes, I'm okay. Yeah. I definitely. crack up every time. They thought, they thought she might do anyway. Cause like they literally don't even pay attention to the bushes yet they're just getting they're like oh they're oh, they're, they're all in the shock so yeah she's already, they know she's Zoe's already, in the oh yeah. the so the she's on the everything has happened at this point and she's so so up. much okay. is going on and it even as a viewer because again i'm watching this with jackie and she's the first time she's seen it she's also into this and then zoe pops up jackie busts out laughing <laughs> like it totally caught her off guard I laugh because I know it's about to happen. Mm -hmm. She is like, it's a relief and a laugh at the same time going, (laughs) Oh, he's, she's okay. And starts laughing. And I'm like, I, I I said, this is why I love her in this movie. Contrast of the groups. We spent a lot of time with the first group to show them as victims and get us like in their seat. When they finally die, we're like, Oh shit. With the second group, I feel like we can just quickly jump in and we get their dynamic. We get that restaurant scene, which is, was masterfully shot and it also reminds me of reservoir dogs when they're at the diner yeah, yeah. and it's just like the way it's shot it's just like we get everybody's like kind of personality traits and like what they add to the group and like their dynamic and it just it just works for me kim and and zoe have a different dynamic than the rest of the group because they're stunt people and they're stupid right and like and, and it's stupid in a sense like they're willing to risk their lives to do these crazy things but they well, love it's like it. they, they they he did this weird thing that really could have come off almost misogynistic even with women was they he toughened up the the second set of girls and only really two of them rosario ends up toughened up by the end of the chase but you have they they literally go we're gearheads of course we watched vanishing point you know we do all this rough and tumble stuff just like the guys do you know so they could have easily just been like oh we have to be tough to beat stuntman mike but because they have Rosario with them throughout the chase, they do leave Mary Elizabeth Weinstead behind, which we'll talk about her. They do. Later. I, I get so bummed out that she gets left behind. Um, <laughs> but because now the first group of women were a drunk, high, you know, not very strong as far as what Zoe and uh, Kim, I think it is, that they are portrayed as in the movie. So you kind of feel like they're a little bit weaker, which is why Stuntman might I mean, targeted them. They're still, like, socially aware to, like, avoid this guy, though. So, like, they're strong right. in the sense of knowing well, to this a person is not Mike's to be trusted. They're all weak, right? Because that's how he views. Right. And, and honestly, they, 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 uh, they, they talk about that because he looks at, you know, whenever he's talking to her butterfly, and he's like, do I scare you? And she's like, no, it's just my car. car it's yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not even really that they're scared of him. It's scared of the car and stuff And the like way that. that they, the way that Tarantino frames the car most times, it's seen as it, an entity. It's oh, like, it looks like, it looks like Christine. It's yeah, another it look, character. Yeah. In the like the lights burn on in the parking lot in that one scene. And then they go on and then there's a the car. And then like Arlene is startled from that. Right. And also, you got, you know, I think there's one big thing that people that shit on this movie forget and something that needs to be reminded of everyone that watches this, it's a grindhouse movie. Exactly. Grindhouse movies Thanks. were not perfect movies. They were cheap 
budgets. There was a lot of talking because what does talking do? Fill up time so they can put it on a movie screen. It doesn't cost and money. <laughs> doesn't co- so you save your money for the big. Film. How do you not like? But the that's one of the weird things. This movie had a budget of like thirty million dollars. <laughs> but I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see. I don't want to see thirty million dollars on the screen. I want to see Grindhouse. Thirty million dollars. Was it Grindhouse total that had thirty million? Yeah, not just this. Okay, that's proof. Rodriguez definitely went through a big amount of that. I mean, honestly, yeah, well, Terror is a bigger movie, but yeah. but this has a lot more stunt work. Yeah, but, but that's I, where, like, with that first half, feels so grindhousey, and I, I wish I could have seen like a making of to understand why we went with the black and white to digital transition. Because what I liked about the first half in my notes, I was like, is this a modern like, is this two thousand seven or is it the seventies at first? Well, they're using cell phones. And then yeah, they once right, they brought right. out the cell phone, it's like okay, it's, it's 2007 for it's sure. It's a modern grindhouse film, so they, there yeah. are moments where the the film grain's there. But I'm with you, Nate, on that. I do think aesthetically, this film could have been grimier. Like if he could like just like left it being grindy through the the second half, it, it would have fit. Instead, it doesn't feel like it fits, and I don't know why that but, bothers but, me but, so much. I have a question. Well, what, ahead, if, what if the film quality had been more grainy in that second half? But that's then, what I would have preferred. But then, yeah, that's what I would have preferred. Phone. Wouldn't that have felt like it didn't fit? Like mm. it doesn't. Yeah, then, yeah. Like there's also that part where it's like, would it have made sense for this movie to take place in the '70s and him being like uh, what Brad Pitt's character was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where he's an active stuntman. But I like that this is a former stuntman who cannot get past his former glory. You know. Well, I don't think so because the, the idea of this film is entirely with Planetary, also, is that it's a modern take on a grindhouse genre. So we're doing yeah. modern times. Right. So if it's a been, grindhouse, aesthetic. this would have, this probably would have flopped even harder had they actually tried to set it in the 70s. They probably. needed something to like latch the current audience to. We have cell phones. A lo- you know, when he starts talking about, I was in the Virginian, I was in. All the and he's like, you guys have no idea the shows I'm talking about. That that was, yeah, like Nate. Do you know what the Virginian is? Not a clue. Exactly. (laughs) He was making. I had never heard of Vanishing. No. Yeah. Kurt Russell was actually a stunt double in the Virginian, which is why. Really, he really was when he was younger. Yep, he was actually a a stunt double. To me, like the way that Tarantino writes, you could tell though, in his head, stuntman Mike has this entire biography oh yeah that like you know tarantino probably has in his notes of yeah he's like leonardo DiCaprio's character from yeah exactly like yeah. he just announced that leonardo caprio's character died or something yeah. like that as and, if he's a real guy yeah, yeah. like and i no, can tell that with uh all the ladies in this as well like i love that it doesn't tell you it just shows you what they do. that's good yeah. writing yeah because you need to know what your characters are about you can't just go, Susie walks into bar, meets strange-looking guy with scar on face. Mm-hmm. Pam Pam has a whole backstory that we even get a little touch of. You know, yep. I went to high school with these girls. They're bitchy. They're catty. They don't, we don't like each other. We're all this other not stuff. like her, but we end up kind of – I feel for Pam oh, when she dies. The, the fear in her eyes. Yeah. That is some of the best. When he, when he closes the door behind her. It's like he's sealing her doom. Yeah. Oh, like that's you, the shut in the coffin. The door Ooh. is heavy, right? It's an old muscle car. They're heavy cars. It's an over. Just the way it hits yeah. when he also, he also <clears throat> but he also breaks the fourth wall of looking at the camera. And I love right. that scene. Drive away. Finishes One of the, the best cigarette. Scenes. Tosses it. Smirks at camera. Yeah. 
and then gets in his ride. That is yeah. something that is something Burt Reynolds used to do in his movies. Yeah. He would always break kind of thing. that that fourth fourth wall, which it was another thing I love. And this goes back to an episode Nate and I just it was last week's episode. You guys haven't heard it yet. But our Megaforce, which was directed by Hal Needham. Hal Needham mm-hmm. also directed movies like Cannonball Run, Smokey mm-hmm. and the Bandit. Yeah. All yeah, those right. movies yeah, are being referenced. Yep. in this movie during all of that with stuntman mike and i was just like i didn't none of that was planned i was just like oh i love this i love how it just kind of we go from one thing right into another I'm it still has the same feel and mike's character i think he's an amazing i person. want i would love a backstory yes he's I, a I prick he's a prick another... he's misogynist he's a he's got horrible kinks i don't want right. to you know promote that so, but his character alone just anytime they, he's on screen they deleted a scene that Tarantino decided that wasn't necessary because it's explained later. There is actually a point after the car accident when he's flipped upside down uh, that he's actually masturbating. Oh right. my god! Yeah, I never. And the reason Tarantino cut it is because they have the sheriff in the hospital saying, "Well, it's just one, you know, I my, one of my theories is it's just the type of guy that just can't get his." rocks off until mm-hmm. you know that all that all them souls left at the exact moment yeah which i and took more as in he went home and did his business after no it was of what happened it was supposed to be like Very. right then is uh, what, when he did it but, yeah, they, cut I, it. but then they would find all that jizz on the crime scene it's gross oh, i'd be terrible now what i do love is michael parks acting michael parks does you know and then even like that grindhouse feel you see them like exit a hallway and they enter through the same exact door same door here it's also through a long corridor in the character from from dustle dawn and yeah bill yeah now well that's also the same hospital for uh planet terror that was gonna be my next question because the nurse (laughs) yeah sorry spoiler for is his is his daughter Nurse is his daughter, yeah. and uh, the twins from Planet Terror go into the bar. The babysitter twins go in the bar. Um, but yeah, there's so they're not supposed to be exactly those characters, but it's close enough where they're kind of doing a nod. No way. Which is okay. great because yeah, when, doing we do, a, when we see Nurse Block, universe. that's Nurse Block, bro. Yeah. He calls her Nurse Block. Oh, it's right. called, I mean, I uh, Dr. Gone. Block. So, like, yeah, that's her. Oh, I she heard, has the three you know, needles. But that here's the thing. happens first, and then Plant Terror happens shortly after. Right, right. Yep. but here's Could the be. thing. Here's the thing I love about Tarantino movies is that he created the multiverse before like Marvel did. Right, yeah, he did with his movies. Yeah, well, Kevin oh, Smith yeah. did similar things too. Yeah, oh, true, Kevin Smith's whole thing was like make it like a comic book. These yeah. characters appear continuity throughout. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Burger is mentioned, and then somebody's ringtone is that whistling from Kill Bill with the Akuna yeah. Boys. The exactly. Boys uh, is a restaurant, which are mm-hmm. the they're from Kill Bill. Yep. Well, it's also one of the commercials they played during the double feature for the restaurant. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm wondering about that. It, like, like whoever watched it at the theater, so you saw these like double features. Did they play all the the trailers? Yep. Yeah, the, the, the only way it does so it. it Machete trailer plays first, introduces yep, okay. the film in general, and then the double feature Grindhouse starts. Yep. Then Planet Terror plays. Then after Planet Terror is all the rest of the fake trailers. The one that I, I never saw as an American uh, film goer was the Hobo with the Shotgun. Yeah, that right. was the Canadian yeah, one Canadian only. Canadian right? only, mm-hmm. apparently. Yep. Right? I but didn't ever do that. 
the ones that were in between the film were um, Thanksgiving. Don't. Don't. Yes. And yeah. Werewolf Women of the SS. Yeah. Yes. Rob yeah. Zombie directed it, by yep. the way. This film is a brilliant achievement in motion picture history. Finally, the truth about Hitler's diabolical plans to create a race of superwomen can be told. Werewolf Women of the SS. Welcome to Death Camp 13, home of the Nazis' diabolical plans to create an army of super werewolf soldiers. This project, its failure, will be your demise and the end of Germany, Bowman. You have been chosen. <laughs> Rejoice! I have found the perfect solution. The she-devils of Belzac. Can they alone supply the blood needed to save Hitler's mad dreams? Or will the pride of Germany fall into ruin? This is my project. We are now in total control of pure wool. This is an outrage! Silence! Featuring Udo Kier, Sherry Moon Zombie, Tom Tolls, Sybil Danning, Bill Mosley, and Nicholas Cage as Fu Manchu. This is my mission! <laughs> Werewolf Women of the SS. Written and directed by Rob Zombie. to this movie yeah jacqueline save us <laughs> i do so here i have a problem i have one problem with some of the dialogue from the first half of this film okay. i do think that jungle julia's dialogue is a little drawn out it's a little monologue um the way she delivers it she's a cool character i i like her but whenever she speaks it's like we're very focused on what she's saying she's a radio DJ. and drawn out yeah i know but it's like you're not on the radio right now you're hanging out with your friends so like you're not yeah. jungle julia john, john knows yeah so like you're not that person you could turn it off um I'm offended. the way she delivers her lines i know she's an actress's daughter and she was trying to really like i think she kills it at the same time there's moments of it where, where i'm watching recently when i'm just sort of like okay i get it like you're you're the coolest chick in the room you know what i mean like but you got see, curly hair and like if she isn't like we're we're led to believe she's a kind of the leader of the group. She she's is. the one that kind of makes the decisions. But also we get that moment where she's texting whoever it is, you know, the mystery person on the phone. Chris. Then Chris Simonson. Get, yeah. Chris we get vulnerable. this it, that's I it, get it right there. That doesn't that doesn't hit for me. But that it, it would just because of the music at, vulnerable. No, her like her whole demeanor yeah. changes because like you music. visibly see it where she is like especially whenever he like blows but we never off. meet this guy so we know that's the get, mystery there's no actual closure like there's nothing that bridges i don't know it doesn't work i know she me. died she wouldn't be able to meet the dude anyway so you know <laughs> she knows the guy already like she's a ham hawk out on the freeway right now you know it's just um i like her character i think she's super chill and cool um but there are moments of her dialogue where I'm like, all right, we're really focused on this one. I was more confused okay. about the new group of girls that walked in that the one girl ends up being the driver 
for all love. Well, she's the pot. Car, she's so. the plug. As yeah. she's now the I'm starting dealer. to wonder something because See, when you buy weed, sometimes you go places with the dealer. Okay. The version yeah, like you on... take a ride with me, and you're like, you're not gonna say no because there might be free weed involved. So, you take a ride. The version that's on two B was an hour and fifty three minutes, mm-hmm. and apparently the grindhouse version was an hour and twenty seven minutes. Correct. Yeah, the, there's a there's so, an extended cut. Yeah, like I wonder what was added. I don't remember. Like I know the lap dance was added, but there's the lap dance is added. There's a handful of two B version, and it's I've only ever seen it either on streaming or on physical media since you know. I mean, I only saw it in the theater once, and I was fifteen. Yeah, so I can't really compare them, but I do. But you're absolutely right. When it was in the theaters, it was a lot shorter. But um, I think there was no lap dance scene in the theater. That was they literally they she cut it out ready. like a missing reel. Yeah, the missing reel. She like you see her. He's sitting in the chair. He says, she's "Go get ready." Coming, yeah. coming towards him, and it cuts. Yeah, and you're so, like, "God, come and on!" Then on the yeah. TV version, it's there again. That's yeah. what I saw. Yeah, it's there. So well, the, 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 the Tubi the Tubi still cuts, but it's almost at the end of the dance. Yeah, and then it cuts from the dance to them outside. So there's a whole. Yeah, interaction really, really. afterwards that they go out but in That's the theater so interesting we didn't get any of the lap dance eli ross character is so grimy in this like he's, oh. such a, like, he's, yeah. he's a slimy murder. dude yeah, i just slimy, feel like he he's grimy so well, though. he plays it really well <laughs> no you can't say that about the junior no, stop stop about it. him <laughs> when they're talking about like beat your ass with that bat right, right? Man. <laughs> when they're Don't talking talk about, about something in mike though and like they're like yo check this dude out and he's going to town in those nachos and he's like, maybe he cut himself coming, stepping out of his time machine. I laughed my ass off when he said that. He's, he's like, look, this, look like, at DJ and the bear right? over there. Yeah. yeah, we never, we never find out where the scar came. It's no one. Right. It looks great though. It's it does. really only um, Eli that even talks about the scar. Even the girls don't bring yeah. it up. Well, he brings it up. Is he legit? Well, Mike brings it up when he goes, well, Is "Yeah, it car," and she goes, "No, yeah. car." It's your car. Yeah, it's the it's the car. And I know a lot of people were like, you know, when the sheriff is talking, he goes, "Old oh, Frankenstein in there is regards to his scar. I attribute that to Death Race 2000, where Frankenstein would wreck his car nice. at oh, the shit. end cool. with David, yeah. David Carradine wow. from Kill Bill. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I was like, Obviously that has influence on Tarantino. I was going to say that has to be not Frankenstein monster. That has to be death race Dope. yeah that's a cool pool i like that yeah. i like that and it's, I love, a, it's a I car it's a little thing. bit of dialogue with, with michael parks in the hospital i i, I enjoy it. that it's a nice little it kind of explains things instead of just cutting from the car wreck to the the, the girls out now i'm gonna i'm gonna defend the second part because the first part it's tarantino is going this is my one time to make a grindhouse movie and he is a, a wealth of knowledge of every probably grindhouse movie there is. Yeah, so he, he wants to do like a race movie. Which yeah, is... and he starts it off as kind of those slashery, slimy, you know, exploitive grindhouse at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Then he's like, "I, I got to do bullet. <clears throat> I got to do vanishing point. Mm-hmm. I how so I have to transition Mike into this, which is why he is the villain in the first part, stuntman Mike, which makes sense to put him in the car mm-hmm. part." I I could watch the end of this movie over and over and over and over again. From sure. the second it starts with those girls talking about getting the car for Vanishing Point, 
the the entire stunt ride the car chase alone i feel like i'm watching those movies with my dad my dad would watch these type of movies like bullet and vanishing i was even watching clips today and my dad loved reliving his childhood seeing all the cars because he's like these are the cars i grew up with Mm -hmm. and probably owned because my dad's been a mechanic his entire life worked for a dealership so he'd be like i owned one of those i was like dad if you'd only held on to like five of these we'd be set for life he's like i know you know but (laughs) some expensive cars nowadays but it just throws me right back into as if dad's sitting there watching this insane car chase with me and i just it's it doesn't let you breathe almost at all once well, it I that and charlie i want to i'm gonna agree with you but the one thing was is that the once like part that made it set it off is like like do you want to go right or left yeah. Oh, I that. love that. That yeah. whole thing in the first and part. That speech that but, he gives. But what you're saying is that's what set it off. Is like you can go right or left. Well, you had a 50-50 chance. <laughs> and then he goes, Well, that's, that's where the film so takes, haunting, a, takes a turning point. That's the yeah. moment in the film. Yeah, exactly. Where like, that's that's the slasher movie. That's yeah. the yeah. grindhouse yeah. slasher right there. Yep. Yes. And I, I but I am also okay with stuntman mike just being this dude in a car running people sure. off the road because you're going to get movies like duel uh yeah. car you know there's literally is a movie out there called car uh that they're called like carpocalypse movies and uh-huh. it's just nothing but as many car crashes and you know insane stunts that you can cram into a movie that's what tarantino does at the last half of this movie let's right. do a little dialogue let's I set the girls up I think the, it's the stunt work and the the car scenes in this and the end. Oh, this some is, of the best I've this seen. is one of my favorite Tarantino things. Like maybe the whole movie on that's a whole isn't my favorite like one, but I love the car segment. Like this man yeah, framed right. and shot these scenes. He planned these scenes out. These scenes are effortlessly done, but they they're obviously there's more effort put into them. But when they, when we see them, they look effortlessly. Right? You see these yeah. actors driving. Smashing into each other. We see Kim delivering these amazing lines. I'm going to tap that ass. I'm tapping that ass. She's crying through her rage. of. She's keeping an eye on the road, but she's driving through tears, which I think is amazing to see like a woman having crying her eyes out, but doing her thing still regardless. Not being able to see because of Zoe being yeah, on the hood. Because, yeah, yeah, because her friend, her best friend yeah. is on the hood. And then the most brilliant part of all this is like the camera work reminds you of the 70s. And watching those car chase movies, yeah. it's so effortlessly done. And then it's the you're seeing damage in real time, basically. Oh so yeah, as the car gets the beat up, gets you're more, more beat up. It isn't like other like action movies. We're not cutting yeah. away from it. We're not cutting away from her. Other action movies, if the windshield got cracked, the windshield is magically replaced in the next frame. Yeah. Right. That's not the case. There's with a this. moment We're in seeing this it get movie, more and more damaged. There's a moment where we get an inside the cockpit view from Rosario Dawson's side. As mm-hmm. she's speeding, like trying to grab the belt, trying to help Zoe out, and and Kurt is right there in another vehicle, and he's like veering in, smashing in, and then antagonizing them. As oh, he's, he's, he's totally laughing. laughing. We're not laughing. cutting away from it. We're seeing both the actor, actress, and the actor in the same shot with all this action happening, and we're not cutting away, and it all just looks. Like it's all happening real time. The weirdest thing is when Zoe Bell is trying to kick his car. I'm like, please stop doing that. Yeah, I'm just I know. on staying on. Where she tries to kick his car away. There's a moment where she says, "Watch out!" To him, yep. 
because an oncoming car, but she also knows right. that an accident, if he got hit head on by that truck, yeah. it would affect the car that she's driving. Yeah. In. yeah. Right Which is there. even more pressure on Kim, who's driving, is because yeah. she could probably evade Stuntman Mike if Zoe was inside the car. Yeah. So yeah. Now she is right. balancing so her best friend on the hood, knowing, like, okay, I can't, like, slam on my brakes. Right. You know, because Zoe's just going to go flying. You There's can't a moment of dialogue early on when Zoe gets on and she's saying, go faster. And she goes, hit the pedal you black bitch right yeah. and then and then kim says back to her Are, is this good enough for you you skinny bitch and like it's a part of their dynamic right like oh, I that's love how diverse this yeah that's is. just how friends talk to one another exactly right. like, i call when you're really close friends time. like racial stuff it's not a thing because we're no. all on the same page like we see each other no. for what we are it doesn't i, I don't make fun I don't of each other's racial stereotypes yeah. and stuff like that well, but then in later- a friendly environment when she thinks she's gonna die, she goes, I'm she sorry, I called you the black bitch. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I love that moment. She's, like, she's looking at her friend. Yeah. And you feel and like, that. And then all of this culminates with the, the middle wreck, and stuntman Mike jumps out of his car and just like maniacally, like, ha, that was that fun. Was and, and he plays it like, off like, Well, fun to play with you guys. I'm out later. Like yeah. just like this was a totally different, like but he's semi-stalking this group but he just kind of came upon them the other group of girls you feel like he's been watching them for a while no i feel like he's been stalking these guys as well because we get that moment we we watch him take the pictures though we we finally and we see the pictures earlier on in the other one yeah by hydroberg i i'm i'm agreeing with charlie that it was like the start of that well yeah yeah, it was was, but he decided to engage Right, he 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 decided to engage, but it's one of those yeah, things like he, he found his prey, and we're watching mm-hmm. it from the time he finds them. The other mm-hmm. girls, we see him already having the pictures from exactly. other times we I, don't I mean, see. You know these people getting off the pl- at the airport too, or wherever it was they were. They were walking sure. through the parking lot. Yeah, whenever they yeah. picked up Zoe. So, so he had yeah. already followed the three girls before Zoe was involved because they met at the gas mm-hmm. station. Yeah, to get and the Red Bull the and vodka that he throws out of the the cockpit of his car in the the first those half. were the yeah, yeah. yeah those the were the girls from the original good about covering up the evidence my impression right. of it all was like with him crying it's because those were the first ones to actually get away from him mm-hmm. because this is <laughs> like definitely that. not his first time doing this like even with the first round of girls like he's done this multiple times one he's of them finally won. got away yeah. yeah and he's always won this is the first time he's been defeated so he's crying about that. He's crying about being shot. Like I feel like but a coward, and we get I, to see the true stuntman Mike in those moments. I now, feel what like I do he wonder, literally was going to leave though before she shot him. Like I yeah. felt like he was just messing with. He could have just gotten away. Now I do wonder if stuntman Bob grew up to be the same way. Yeah, the guy that got him into uh, the stuntman work. <laughs> yeah, it's my brother, brother stuntman, stuntman Bob. Bob. <laughs> Great line in this movie, but no, I I, I don't know I. I adore the end of this movie. I I love the car chase when they get veered off and he thinks they lost them and the all the girls are basically doing a uh, lethal weapon like will it to me rigs and they're like please don't dead end please don't dead yeah, end that don't whole dead scene. end and they just barely come at each other. Dude, I just love Kim's dialogue while she's driving and she talks to herself. Oh yeah, while she's driving because she's so focused. She's like it, laser focused. I, I I love it. She's wearing the jacket. She goes, I get to wear the jacket. Yeah, but I'm like, on the yeah, hood of the car. Yeah, I get to wear the jacket, though. You get the gloves. <laughs> I love the dynamic between her and Zoe. Mm-hmm. Also, because yeah. they have a different bond with the, right. than the rest of the actresses. 
or actors on the on the scene because they're stunt people. So like they have this different bond. They've done these crazy things before where they don't include other people. Well, they've but talked now about including... doing what was it called on the hood? Ship's mass. Ship's yeah, mass. like they've done it before, and they're like, well, yeah. we're never going to. They said they weren't going to ever do it again. Yeah, I in, love that dialogue. I love in Australia or New Zealand. We're never going to do yeah. it again in New Zealand. Not about I implied that it that. was in Australia. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "No, you didn't say we shouldn't. We ain't never going to do that again." <laughs> and I love that yeah. moment where they were like, "All right, this is what we want to do, Rosario. We need you to stay with uh, what's her name? Um, uh, I forgot this. I forgot uh, her name. Lee. 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 Yeah, Lee. Lee and, and Jasper. Like, I love that moment where, where Rosario's char- character, Abernathy, is like, no, I'm not. I, I want to hang out with the cool kids while you do the cool kid stuff. And she's like, I can handle this. I'll talk this dude into this, right? So we, this she country does, broken. but she loves out she her friend, which is just weird. And what the, it, hell, like, what the hell happens to Lee? We don't know. That. Um, that is the one thing that really rings false for me. I'm sorry, but no group they would leave their friend, right? Would leave one of their another friend of theirs alone with a strange man like that. I'm sorry. Out in the middle of the woods. Nope. Yeah. Well he had the other he had the Mustang as collateral. That should have been enough. I was gonna say that they should have had all four girls. Yeah, that's what I wish we would have. Yeah, the most I would have liked to see Lee out of her element, but then kind of turn towards the dark side a little Charger. bit because we see Dodge. that there's a moment where we see with Rosario's character too. Like, so I love the way she talks her way into letting them uh, take the car, and she dodges right. like this guy's racism and his chauvinistic like. Uh, well, she plays off of. Ways. Yeah, she, she plays she off uses of it. it. I love the way she does it. Like, she just totally just. He's the like he played the rapey guy in Kill Bill. He you did. Know, the, yeah. the drug, the buck. buck for buck. Yeah. Well, you know the Mustang the girls are driving at the beginning, the yellow one. That yeah. is, it, it has a like it has product. a name. It it's supposed to look like the pussy wagon. Yeah, and it it's says a, like it, yeah, little it's, pussy on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that it's got a black yeah, stripe, that, yellow. That should have been the. I agree. Oh, that no. should have been the collateral. Here, you hang on yeah. to our car. Yeah, we have. A we'll drive yours. Mustang. And we're gonna. We're you know. It may not be even as far as value, but it would have been enough. And yeah. then all four of them went. Then we would have had that dynamic of the four girls sure. like we had at the beginning, you know, kind of a group, the bigger group of four girls, you know, together. Yeah. I do like that there's a moment in Rosero's face, too, though, when they're doing Ship's Mass and they just start where she she's very nervous. And then there's a moment where we zoom in on her face and she just see a moment of like, oh, I get it. She where she gets to jump in the this front seat and she's this is getting excited, I'm, I'm excited with. She actually yeah. gets to see what her friends do for a living. Yeah, you're like right. I'm not the one out there, so I don't have to be as scared. She's willing to do it, but I'm. This is crazy. This and is she gnarly. gets to be like experience the worst passenger moment you could ever have. Yeah, yeah sure. but I get like there's a moment where they like her acting is really good. I I just love Rosario Dawson. I'm sorry, guys. I have a huge no, no. I I feel the same. Yeah. Dude, she is like my type, man. Jackie saw the name come across when the movie started, and of course she's not in it till later. And she kept going, "Where's Rosario? Where's, where's Rosario?" <laughs> I said, "Just wait, she'll be here." It was like, "I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, lady." That's me with Mary Elizabeth, though. I was like, "Oh, when she get here?" And then they sideline her. I'm like, "No." Yeah, yeah she got sidelined pretty yeah. hard. I think it's a shame that she's not in the movie more. I would have really yeah. liked to see her in the back seat, freaking out when they're doing ship's mast. 
and like freaking out over Kurt Russell and like I, I agree it should have been the four of them and I don't want to be mean but it would have also added a little bit of a dynamic say one of them did die not that it had mm-hmm. to be her but maybe well, one of the girls out at the end when they kill when yeah. they kill something Mike she's just just have her car. faint yeah she, yeah. she fainted yeah and she can't go through with it, but the rest of them. She punches him, and she yeah. just like holds her hand, like I broke a nail. Oh my god, I broke a nail. <laughs> exactly. <Wow>. Yeah, <laughs> but Rosario like kicked up her foot, and then oh, oh god, she, she, she got the crescendo. But I tell you what, yeah, that did. Zoe Bell roundhouse kick to his face. Oh, yeah, so good. Oh, it is so good. And then I the music, shot. The, the music of April March with Chick Habit. I love that song. I instantly oh, yeah. downloaded that song. I have owned it since then on iTunes. It kept reminding me of the short, short song. I don't know why. Yeah, that sounds like that. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, this ain't the same song. But what about the Dave D. Dozy, uh, Beaky, Mitch, Mick, and Titch song? I like, I like the song. I've never heard of it. The whole it is. It's a, it's a real song and a real band. Here's the funny part, and this is where Tarantino just loves to dig into shit. They died in a car accident. One. One of the guys that started in that whatever the hell their name band was, was a sheriff uh, early on in his life and witnessed a car crash for some kind of famous guitar player. Mm -hmm. And the guitar was in um, evidence for so long that he would take it out and learned how to play guitar and became one of the members of that. Wow. And I'm just like, holy shit. The way yeah. Tarantino sets up that accident, we kind of like brushed over it, like as far as like it was it was gory, but the way he focuses on that accident and we set up like where the girls are situated in the car, what they're doing at the moments of the accident, and then we break it off into like scene to scene of each death. I think it's it's a scene that I think most horror fans should see, even if you don't love. Oh, like, that's like, what like, this that's what blurs it into horror. Yeah, yeah I think it's really good. That whole segment here. So you got the, you got kind of the thriller suspense part at the beginning, yes. where it's just kind of this kind of cat. He even goes, he goes, I'm I'm just a wolf, you know, I'm just stalking you, but I'm not like following you, type of thing. And then we get that horror element, and then we get a road movie. And then we get a bit of an action movie at the end of this, you know, with the car chase and the girls all, you know, turning the tables on him and attacking him. The last 25 minutes are just its own they're, thing. It's they're intense. gold standard. They're gold standard as far as I'm concerned when it comes and to And I Tarantino. love when uh, after he's wrecked, him saying, please be careful. This arm's broken. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's pleading. He's like, screaming. Yeah, just I mean, the half yeah, of the balls like, my legs are broken. say that. Yeah. yeah, he is crying his ass off as he's laying out of the car. Yeah, I mean, you can even make an argument that this could sort of fit into like a rape revenge kind of category. Yeah, it's there's no rape, but yeah. because he raped the first girls, in a sense. Yeah, I mean, men- mentally, I guess we could. Look no, I mean, at like, like he that. like was he he like deprived them of their lives. He like invaded them. He's yeah, like, that's he what I mean. Is them in a sense. Like, he didn't do the like, act to them. It's but like these girls right. are getting yeah. back for the first girls. That's yeah, he, like yeah. there's a revenge aspect of, but it's it's disconnected from like a body sort of sense, like oh, yeah, he, right. He, he knew he knew he was gonna live after that car crash, right? But he still did it. So yeah, yeah right. Yeah, you're right. He knew he was gonna get hurt, which is the plan too. Right. It's like it's death proof. I'm gonna get hurt, yeah. but I have but to. But I be can hurt. play it off to the authorities. Yeah, yeah which the girls were drunk and I, high and, I wasn't you know, drinking. I wasn't. He's drinking. drinking virgin margaritas yeah, and all that so, stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
exactly so it's totally fine all right well i think we've gone through the movie pretty well here so we can jump into yeah. the fun stuff we do over here at give me back my action movies we right. are going to talk about the body count <laughs> yeah leave anything for us just bodies body count body count body count body count so, all right well the body count for death proof comes in at a blazing mind-numbing six six people only die six only six uh, wait okay can we number them uh, sure wait, hold on four people in the car yeah, four yep. for you. Yeah. Rose McGowan. Um, Rose, Rose McGowan is five. five. Rose oh. McGowan and Stuntman Mike. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. There we go. Come on, I, did, I did watch a video that said uh, eight, and I was like, where? I don't they think tried so. to They tried to count the farm truck that ran off the road. No, no, no. And the motorcycle. The road. It just the, veered off the road. The what motorcyclist that ran into the. Oh, yeah. yeah. That guy's but not he's dead. He's not dead. He's got know, big boo boos. I know, but the way he ran into that—that that he's not is dead. Perfect. That was just supposed to show, like, that I was just, supposed to show, like, a '70s frantic. Oh, it was action the, car no, movie. No, no, the way he bounced off that—that's yeah. I the way the motorcycle goes into major traffic because yeah. I didn't anticipate that. The way that motorcycle's going, you know, it's on a cable. Which the way it stops, it stops dead and throws the guy off. So it's a whole rig. They just launched this dude full speed. That had to hurt. It That's the true like stuff, man, Mike. I know, but that that looked like he died. He's not dead. We're not counting him. We're not counting. We're not counting. Six kills. We're doing um, six, 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 six deaths. Charlie, I would actually love when you when you come on for death proof. Maybe bring this death count um, thing. Oh my god, yeah. I got to do, do a planet Oh, many. Bring a little oh. piece of uh, yeah. Give me back my action oh. movies on. I'll, I'll, I will bring you a body count. Yeah, prepare so. something. Well, here's the other part. There's only six to pick from, but let's pick our favorite. Yeah, but they were all bad. <laughs> so we're gonna pick our favorite Levick, death. All of them. <laughs> all of the heart. No, you gotta pick one. Gotta pick so one let's let's start with John. John's been somewhat quiet this episode. We got a little bit of Sorry. him, but John, what is your uh, favorite death in Death Proof? Jungle Julia. I kind of love that death. I mean, it was just like she was so oblivious to everything, but loving this song. And the song was dope, by the way. Um but the way her leg flew off, I thought that was my yeah. favorite. She looked like one of my my sister's Barbie dolls when I was a kid. Just rip that leg right off and throw it across the bed. <laughs> you just ripped the legs yep. of the Barbie dolls. It's funny. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Jungle Julia's John. Jacqueline, yeah. what is your favorite death from Death Proof? Mm, for me, it's a tough call between Jungle Julia and Butterfly. I think jungle julia's death is more memorable for me because of that leg but mm. butterflies is more kind of heartbreaking mm. for some reason i feel like the camera just lingers on her for a moment right before it happens and you get this close-up shot of her eyes and and then you see her face just absolutely get mowed down by this oh, car yeah. and it's it's like it's so tragic so i i think for sheer poignancy i'm gonna say butterfly okay Hydroberg, what about you, brother? Uh, the Chevy Nova. <laughs> that thing dies. That's so heartfelt, man. That Nova was so boss, bro. I, I hate when muscle it. cars Bones get destroyed, man. With a little trick. Electric Boogaloo. 
type technique on the front of it and the duckbill hood <laughs> ornament. I loved it. That, yeah, that that car is awesome. It's <laughs> I I want the hood ornament. I want the yeah. duck smoking a cigar hood ornament. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a uh, yeah, that that's that's an awesome hood ornament. Yeah, it's, it's a, like Howard the Duck, a, basically, uh, right? It's That's a, like Howard the Duck. It's an homage to a movie called Convoy, and the guy had a duck <laughs> uh, on the front of his uh, semi-truck. So, but yeah, I don't care about those women. I care about that car. That's what I care about. <laughs> I'm with you. I feel you. I feel you. Only right, because Jack was with the best death anyway, and that's our lean. Well, it's okay. We can pick the same ones. That's the whole part no, of like the kill car. of the week. I was really upset about that car, Don. I love a Chevy Nova. All right, Nate, what about you? The Challenger? Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be the tire to the face because that all being practical effects that Greg Nicotoro uh, made. Yeah. Um, he I think Tarantino initially thought that it was going to be CGI, and then Greg was like, well, no, we can just do it practical. I'm like, so glad he did. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like how that face stretches off, the way oh. the neck bends back. Mm -hmm. Everything about it is so memorable and classic. Like, I want to pick Kurt Russell, but if Kurt Russell would have had his face hit with a tire, it would have been way cooler. It should have been a close-up of his boot like face. Right, yeah. Like, like, a real quick close-up, just like a grab like both yeah. credits again for a little bit and then show his face. Yeah, and then boom, credits done. Yeah. Yeah. No, been that one. What about you, Charlie? Oh man. Um I, I want to pick that one because God, I do love that. And it was the one that gets the most reaction. But the one that's probably the most shocking is Pam's when he slams her yeah. face into yeah. that dashboard she chokes and she folds back and her whole nose cavity is collapsed. She's mm -hmm. choking to death. And you just, she went through all that terror of we're going the wrong way. Yeah. Then he slams her into the side of the box when he makes mm -hmm. that turn. And then just like out of nowhere hits them brakes and her face just plows the metal metal dashboard yeah and just she's done yeah, she hits that reinforcement oh god it's um, just, and I, i'm oof. with john on just like that that dialogue of like oh it's a shame you said left you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh dude oh, that I love speech it. that he gives is so like it hits when he says it it's like creepy, creepy and chilly mm -hmm. it's like, and that's the moment where chance. the film turns and i think that the slow build-up to that warrants that right i agree so I think... seems like oh it's very slow but when we finally get to that moment I think it hits so because much we're better. waiting for when's the moment going to happen that and he drops and we have no idea what he's capable of. Yeah. He and just then the next 25 minutes off. of the film are just nonstop action. So right. Which we already know what he's capable of. So mm -hmm. now how do you add more tension to it? Yeah. And add it to a car chase and the girls can fight back. Yeah. This is, I, I, I hate that Tarantino considers this his least, favorite film of his own cat you know his own catalog he does say if that's my least favorite it's yeah. still pretty good because oh yeah he says it's still good but mm -hmm. it's like that whole car chase thing to me Amazing. i would watch that over and over again instead of watching reservoir dogs again you know what i mean like i love reservoir dogs that is a dialogue heavy movie that you got to be you know in a mindset to watch i can watch a car chase anytime any day you know. I do think it's one of the best modern car chasers ever filmed. In oh, the it's definitely, yeah. It's right there with like watching something like Mad Max Fury Road. You know, yeah. just getting yeah. those feels. Really yeah. It's so thrilling. Yeah. The yeah, amount of planning and, you know, blocking out your shots and having it storyboarded 
and seeing what you're capable of and even then being able to think on your feet because who knows exactly what side of the hood Zoe's going to slide to. Like you well, can say like you're going to go here, but she may end up on some other. She the wind may the pay, play the into car. it. Like you yeah. don't know. Right in the back of bumper. Right, the fact that the actress is a stunt woman, but she said, "No, go ahead. I'm I'm going to play the stunts, but I'm an actress for this." So you right. see her face the whole time. There I mean, are moments of this film where she's holding on for dear life to the front. Oh yeah, I mean you're the front there row. Going, and front, she yeah. must be applying so much pressure to her hands to, in order to distribute her weight properly. I believe Mom. they're probably uh, like sticky gloves. Maybe, and then there's an inertia of, of like film. at that point, Kim has to go faster to right. keep her sucked to the car because that's if what she I said. Goes down, she'll pull off. She can't slam. She can't break check Kurt Russell at all. And yes, while she's on the hook, exactly. Speed up to keep Zoe yeah. attached because the inertia yeah. is keeping her sucked into the car. The fact that Zoe is a stunt woman, but she's the actress of the movie, my heart was like, oh my yeah. god. I love Zoe Bell. What, and then what the this, hell? This movie instantly put her yeah. like on my radar. Where I was like, oh shit, I didn't realize she was the you know, the stunt double yeah. of the, the bride and how many I I would have been watching stuff like the behind the scenes of some of his other movies yeah. and Zoe exactly. Bell just kept showing up. Mm-hmm. And I I love watching stunts. I love watching all the behind the scenes yeah, stuff. I was cool. noticing that she's just as hardcore and badass as most stunt dudes out there. Mm-hmm. And then I saw her name on this when it came out, and I was just like, oh, oh, I'm definitely watching this because she's going to be doing it. And mm-hmm. I give Tarantino some credit where he didn't immediately just go, well, I'm going to use her because she is a stunt girl. Mm-hmm. He right. wanted to put her out there because it's like you've earned it, mm-hmm. but we'll get you someone so you don't have to do the day. Also, it's part of continuity. If she cuts yeah. her face, you know, you better either be se- yeah. uh, filming in se- sequence or, mm-hmm. you know, wait till I she heals. This movie must have been a mess to keep in track, like, on continuity of, like... Right, yeah. Every time there was a little, a, a little moment where the cars hit each- into each other, like, to keep that together, like... There were, uh, there were four... Yeah, there were four of the vanishing point white car. This is why uh, those cars are rare because we're, 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 we're killing them in Hollywood. Only, <laughs> I think <laughs> only one is still around and it's yeah. uh, privately owned right now. Oh. Um, and I think they had also, they also had four of the Nova and the guy still drives it around. The only I thing he did was put a, put a seat on the other side. It's not just the bicycle seat. <laughs> um, it's like a but yeah, seat. Yeah, it's, it's literally a tractor seat is yeah. all that was. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're not going to do a trash review because Hydraberg has brought something very special to the show okay. that they do over on theirs. He's got he's got to prepare himself, everybody. He says, <clears throat> do you need I to re-moisten your eyes? eyes. Yeah, I'm there you go. My eyes. This is a part of my podcast normally where I moisten my eyes. That's right. So <laughs> we what they call the reach around on a cut above horror review, we are now going to coin... A reach around house on give me back my action movies to <laughs> the reach around house, the reach around house. So, Hydraberg, at your leisure. Let's take a ride on the side a vehicular homicide. There's room for more, so jump inside. As ladies look to enjoy their evening, Mike on the road, his car deceiving. It's reinforced now. What's the reason for Stuntman Mike? It's killing season. Time to feed the V8 demon. Young woman is what it likes to eat, swallows them whole from head to feet then spits out the remains all over the street. For years he's gotten away, to use his car again to slay. But not this time, no, not today. The wrong group, boy, oh, did he pick. Kim's driving skills are really sick. 
as Zoe climbs the hood lickety-split, and Abernathy just looks for somewhere to sit. Kimshi is wearing her friend Zoe's jacket. Mike pounces on these dames like as if they were rabbits. These chicks make him rethink all of his homicidal habits. With Kim's foot pressed down on the pedal, Motor City mayhem between twisted metal. For Zoe holding on becomes a real struggle, as a challenger is given more gas, just so it can tap the ass, of a charger whose driver is covered in glass. As tables are turned, our villain's power now aloof, and Zoe climbs back onto the car from outside on the roof. As Kim uses her gun at the threat she did shoot, Mike is beaten to a pulp, head caved in by a boot. Stuntman Mike now dead, no longer death proof. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, you did. You did fine, brother. Yeah. Holy That's good, crap. Man. I love how you included feet. And you also included. <laughs> I love the 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 image of the car eating the girls. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was awesome. It I love right? that. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, you're absolutely them right. And spits them out. I mean, there was a lot of movies in the seventies and eighties the of like a monster. There's movies from the seventies and eighties of car chase movies where you never saw the driver. Yeah. So it only always felt like the car was, a, and I'm not just talking Christine. I'm talking some other ones where you never saw who was driving the vehicle. So it was a vehicle. We don't get trying to kill it. We don't. I wish I there would be a resurgence. Our, like one of our last episodes, just as a joke about like all the TV shows I grew up with that people had cars and 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 a vehicle, right? Huh. 18, 18 had a van. 18. Uh, Night Rider had his car. Airwolf had his their uh, helicopter. Like everything had a vehicle. Yeah. And like oh, Air, Airwolf movie... had a semi truck, so did uh, yeah. uh, Knight Rider had yeah, a semi truck that, all... that he went yeah. into. And just like these, the 80s were cut like kind of like consumed with like, oh, we need a vehicle in, in our films. And I just kind of wish there was still like a subgenre that like dealt with this. I don't think we, I agree. we Hollywood's not going to see it as profitable, so we're never going to like actually put any funds towards a film unless it's like maybe low budget. But I just love, I kind of love this vehicular subgenre that we just don't get as much nowadays oh i'm with you i i'm yeah. totally there and it even it makes me sadder looking at cars mm-hmm. around us new cars i'm just like these aren't cool like cars from the you know 60s 70s 80s they were cool yeah. what about a tesla movie where it like kills it goes off off script oh no it's like Meg, it's like mithrigan mithrigan <laughs> it's battery died oh no i actually <laughs> loved kurt russell saying Ladies, now that was fun. He was getting ready to get back into his car, and then he got shot. I loved yeah. that scene. Yeah, oh, he was ready to go home and jerk off to just. Oh, oh yeah, no, absolutely. That yeah. that's what I say. I I feel like that was it. A he knew they were formidable, so yeah. he's like, okay, yeah, so he's, he's like, I'm gonna pull back. He's like, I'm gonna quit while I'm ahead. Later, taters, and then yeah. she shoots he didn't him. Expect them to give chase. Well, no. he thought he thought Zoe was dead, and then I guess he like just goes. That was fun. One out of three ain't bad. That's my only only moment of criticism about realism in this film. There's there's a moment where he spins them out and Zoe's on the hood. It's a dummy. Like, you can tell it's a dummy. I saw that same scene. She's, like, laid flat out. She's holding on exactly in, like, two spots. Like, symmetry-wise, like, they're perfectly That had to be a super dangerous thing. So, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. I get it. I'm sure when they chose to use a dummy, that was very. Even Zoe's. main vehicle. 
Yeah, even Zoe's probably sitting there going, "Yeah, well, I'm not doing that stunt." Yeah, <laughs> yeah I get it. Put the dummy out there. Nah, yeah, I'm good. Totally because yeah. the other stunts are so well done. It's still they really are. It, it does stand out. I yeah. give you that. When you when you have perfection, all except for that one little yeah. scene, it, it really is. It stands out. But I don't fault it. I don't fault no. it at all. Nope. Well, we got one more thing to do here, gentlemen, because I wanted to get the the oh, reach around house in. And okay. and ladies, Jacqueline's been awful quiet. She disappeared. Say, again. The I, I'm okay. <laughs> there, there, there she I'm is. Here. She popped up. So our 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 group here, we have to rate this bad boy. So let's find out how many Aliongs everybody gets. This. That's your rating system, Aliong. Aliong, the greatest henchman in action movies ever. So, uh let's see. Let's switch rated up. his mullet. Well, it depends on which movie because it changes from time to time. He's kind of got a mullet though. He it's does. like an Asian mullet too, so it's sort of like special. Well, yeah, because yeah. Aliong's special. Exactly. He's an awesome guy. I let's think. mix it. Let's mix up the order here a little bit. Let's start with Jacqueline. Jacqueline, what are you rating Death Proof? Well, I I just have to say right off the bat, I love nearly every frame of this movie. I absolutely love it. I love nearly every moment of this movie. It baffles me and it makes me sad when people don't like it. <laughs> like it really hurts my heart. Um, it's not my favorite Tarantino, but I would say it's like middle of the pack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Three others that I like less than this movie of mm. Canon. So I just I just want people to give it a fair shake. You know, I already went on my diatribe about people complaining about the dialogue, but there, there's another thing that I tend to hear from critics, like when I've read reviews of this movie. Um, critics that I've read tend to complain more about it being like just like a stylistic thing and it's you know it's entertaining but it's not artful first of all I don't know if I agree with that like where do you draw the line between like entertainment and art like I think this movie is art but also even if it's not like artsy enough for you let's keep in mind what it is supposed to be mm -hmm. Intention of this movie was to be a like a revival of the Grindhouse movies from the 70s, along with Robert Rodriguez, of course. And they both had this joint goal of making Grindhouse movies that captured the feel and the like the fun quality and that kind of like fast and like cheap, even though these movies weren't necessarily cheap, but you know, they were made quickly and cheaply. But they also said that back in the day they would have these amazing posters for the grindhouse movies that really um kind of like piqued people's appetites like oh this movie looks so good i want to go see this that poster's awesome but then unfortunately the movies would often fall flat and they didn't deliver but what they said they wanted to do with grindhouse was create a movie that's going to live up to the poster and deliver the entertainment and the thrills that were often lacking in the original grindhouse movies. And I have to say, I think this movie absolutely 100% of the time does that. So like, what do you want? Like, it's not an artsy movie. It's a grindhouse movie. It's an exceptionally well done grindhouse movie. So like, take it for what it is. So I just, I don't think that's valid criticism to say that it's not artful enough. Just please. Um, I, I love the characters. I love, the acting job that everybody does here. I'll just pick one moment to highlight that I love when 
um, the second group of girls finally, like, you know, kind of goes off road and the car comes to a stop and Zoe flies off the hood and lands in the field. As you guys said already, Abernathy and Kim, they're just sitting in the front seat and they don't even like, you know, they don't sound like they start looking for a right. They just kind of sit there. They're shocked. And Kim, she's just like distraught. And then when Zoe pops up and goes, I'm okay. She has this moment where there's tears streaming down her face, but she clenches her fist and she's like, oh, God damn it. And she's like laughing and crying at the same time because she's so relieved. Like, I think that's just beautiful acting. That's like a feeling that we can relate to when we know that the worst has happened. And she but but then relief comes and you're like you have you can't shift your emotions that quickly, you know. I think the acting is great. Um, sorry if this is crap, but I want to bang every single person in this movie except for Jasper and Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Oh, poor <laughs> Warren. <laughs> I let him. I just, I, it's, it's, it's thrilling. It's suspenseful. You get this enormous emotional satisfaction at the end when Kurt Russell gets his comeuppance. Kurt Russell's character is so superb because, as I said before, he can be menacing and amiable at the turn of a dime and uh there's moments like when he's on the porch in the first half when butterfly says oh i already did my dance i'm gonna have to give you a rain check or whatever and he goes well i know that's not gonna happen he says but i must warn you of something and that moment i feel like is sort of ominous and you're like oh god what's he gonna say but then he breaks into this john wayne voice and is like you know people say you're okay in my book and then it sounds hopeless, but when he says, I must warn you, like, your 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 guard goes up a little bit, like, oh, you know, is, he's, he's dangerous. So it's just this, like, subtlety, like, yes, I think there's subtlety in his acting. There are a few things as fetching as a bruised ego on a beautiful angel. I mean, what a thing to say, right? I think it's great dialogue. I think um, it's wonderful. So, yeah. you know, I just think that this movie has, it's like the whole package entertaining i feel like you really do get emotionally attached to the women in this movie and you become emotionally invested in what happens to them and you become emotionally invested in the comeuppance of kurt russell uh to me by the time you get to the end it's the feel-good movie of the year (laughs) um i i only have two minor gripes one that mary elizabeth winstead gets left behind i don't think that those other women would do that and i think it (laughs) deprives us of seeing her character in that in the rest of the movie Mm -hmm. And B, I do kind of agree a little bit with what Heidelberg said earlier about some of the dialogue being of uh, Jungle Julia. I think some of her dialogue is kind of just like Tarantino doing that thing that he does mm-hmm. where he has to like show off some little tidbits of knowledge. Like, did we really need to know who Mike, Beaky, Mick, and Tarantino yeah. there? Like, we don't need to know about that. Like, it's it's Tarantino. That's what he does, you know. Just play the song. Yeah, but like, so it's, it doesn't flow. It's a little awkward, I guess. But I, you know, I I accept it from him. I wouldn't accept it from most others, but I accept it from him. So all that being said, I I adore this movie. I really do. I think it's like a repeat watch. It's, it's great. I mean, it's just great. So I give it nine out of 10. Nice. Nine alleyongs. All right. John. Yes. Hit us with your thoughts. What do you give Death Proof out of that? Uh, Jacqueline said a lot of what I want to say, but um, this is my fourth favorite Tarantino movie. Uh, number one wow. being, uh, yeah, number one being Inglorious Bastards, number two being Pulp Fiction, 
Number three being Django, and then number four being this movie. Um, the acting is awesome. I've I've had so much fun with this movie. Um, man, it's just it, it's really hard to criticize because it's 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 a grindhouse movie and. Mm -hmm. Tarantino did a perfect job as far as making it that way. So I'm going to give what Jacqueline did a uh, nine out of 10. Fantastic. Hydraberg. Yeah. Uh, so I have some pros. Amazing cast over uh, like all around. The first group of ladies I think are awesome. And the second group are even more awesome. Or I know that's not a real word, but I made it oh, up. We'll work with it. Uh, Kurt Russell. I say no more. Kurt Russell. That's yeah. his review. It's Kurt Russell. Yeah, just <laughs> this movie's so Kurt Russell. It's it's not even. Uh, Kurt, the Kurt Russell is so Russell. stellar in this movie. The cinematography in this movie is amazing. Yes. We we we're like, oh, this is like Quentin's worst movie. Like, who can cares? The guy can shoot a movie. That's what you're missing. You're missing the fact that you're watching Quentin Tarantino frame and shoot a movie. Right. And whoever he works with are the best people capable of doing what they do when he works with them. Like he knows how to pick the people that get the product done that he wants to get out and the image that he wants. And like this film just does it. Everything's there. The writing, the direction, they're spot on to me. The acting is perfect. Uh, Jungle Julia. Yes, it's a, it's a gripe of mine. I think she's uh, her, her. Her monologues are a little like overwinded. Uh, there's just too much jungle, Julia. Like I get it. Like you're a very confident woman, but I think, I think there are other people. Like I, I, I prefer to. I like the scenes with Arlene more than Jungle Julia. Mm -hmm. And and those moments with that group, um, I, I'm more attracted to Arlene. Not just necessarily physically, but uh, obviously, yes, I do like Arlene. But I just like I'm more attracted to the fact that there's a mystery there. Um, jungle Julia is like the focal point, and it sort of annoys me a little bit. Uh, the stunt work, I think. The car scenes, amazing. They're getting so well shot. The, just the physical, the, the logistics of like filming these scenes and like keeping all this in track and 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 uh, the continuity of it all and like everything. It's like I, I couldn't even. I would buckle under the pressure. Uh, Tarantino just delivers, man. And his actors that he picked deliver. Um, I've never seen intense car scenes like this in a long time in Hollywood. You know, we got like the Matrix too. Like, there's some cool car scenes, but there's a there's an intensity to this film, and a and a practicality uh, to it, uh, especially the later half, where like majority of the film of the scenes that we think are really cool and death proof that they're really cool because they're filmed practically. That is the truth. Yes. You know? That Nova scene is filmed practically. There is uh, Joe Joe something hooker or whatever i forgot his name it uh, i was watching some of the special features but he's like a special like uh crash um driver like he was involved like just the practicality that was in and put in place and it just shows to me when i watch it these chase scenes are like intricately done but um there's a chaos to them too but like we never lose track like when i look at the scene the next scene over I'm not seeing like a quick cut. Like I'm seeing the same damage done on the same side of the car. And I'm just like, I'm impressed that like someone was there to keep track of all these little mistakes or like whatever, to keep track of the, the continuity. Uh, it could have been a nightmare. I could just imagine the stunt work is just amazing. Um, Zoe Bell. Amazing. Amazing. 
amazing. It, she's on the hood the majority of the scene. She's played in this in the film like she's an actress. If you're not familiar with who she is, but she's also a stunt woman. And like the fact that that's her almost all the time. I don't. Uh, maybe that one scene that's maybe a dummy, and I can understand why she didn't want to be on the front of the car for that scene. Right. Amazing. Uh, she just. <sighs> It's just I don't know all the women in this in this later half too. I like the women in the, in the first half, but the women in the later half just catch me quickly. Um, there's I and I think it's because we spent we spent so much time with the with the group from the first half. There's a contrast there, and when we when we transfer over, we don't realize that like oh yeah we spent a lot of time with these young these younger women and they were talking a lot and like getting to know each other and we. There was no action, right? And we think about it, but like it services the plot so well to me. When we transfer over to the the slick, cool like Hollywood group, yeah, they they have their own flaws too, but they're, they're the same kind of flaws. But they're like the way they group together and they they bind just works for me. Um, the dialogue between the women, I love it. The, the the women are so powerful in this in this movie, especially in the end, and they just ooze like sex appeal, confidence, and like charisma in all the roles. Even the ones that are victimized in the beginning, I still think they're very confident, like powerful women. Oh, and, yeah. And I kind of love the way they're portrayed. And I love the actresses that portrayed them. I think they're really well casted. So Bill kicks ass. I got to say it again. It's in my notes. Uh, last, it's it's got a sick soundtrack. The soundtrack's amazing for this film. Uh, Chick Habit, Chick Habit, the ending song. Love it. I looked it up since it's. It, I heard it on this uh, movie. And I've loved it since. I listened to it several times during the year. It's such a cool song. It's it's a female-driven song, but it's also powerful for men to realize that, like, don't get out of pocket, bro. You got a good bro. woman in your life? Like, don't the trick have it? Get rid of it. It does. It's it leads you to a, a zero. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, cons: the film is a little clean-looking, like you said, Nate. It's super clean. It's too clean. I want some of that grimy grain filter. Like, even if it's a filter, just it, it it doesn't actually look that old. Planet Terror, which we will get to when we when we review it on a cut above, looks old. There's a grain to it the entire film. This film doesn't maintain that, and it's a problem uh, for me. I do wish it could have gotten more of that look, of that grittier look. It takes me out of it a little bit, um, especially the later scenes. They're very clean, and I I don't understand. Maybe because of the high action, but I don't know. There was a choice made. And I disagree with it. The pacing, it's a little uneven, though. Um, from the front to the film, it's loaded in the front. And then mostly there's, like, character moments in the beginning and dialogue. And then, like, a lot of the action in the end. I do think it services the film in a good way. And for me, I can jump into the end characters and just kind of just jump right into them. Based on the fact that we spend a lot of time with the first characters and we, we get the contrast. But I can see, like... If you're not used to Tarantino or like his kind of films or whatever, like I could see you getting into this and being like, oh, this is a major bummer. It does drag a little bit. The pacing's just a little uneven. Um, I think it could be corrected. Um, but, you know, I can't really criticize it too much. And I don't know to change anything. I can see the just, this pacing's like a small issue. That's really my only big gripe. Uh, so, with that said, I'm giving Death Proof, uh, I'm going to give it eight. Uh, can I give it 8.75? Out of ten, you can get eight, eight, five, or a nine. I'll give it a nine. <laughs> eight point five feels too low. Eight point seven five feels right where I want to be. I'll give it a nine. I'll give it a nine. L longs, Ali long. Ali long. All right. 
So you got a unanimous nine from us over at a cut above. We'll take Sorry, it. We'll take it. Let's <laughs> let's throw the the monkey at the wrench now. Nate, what? What are you <laughs> rating? Fix that death for? Uh, for me, it's a seven out of ten. I don't really feel like I would revisit this movie after this. Get out. I I I <laughs> the stunt works great. Like Heidelberg said, like I've talked about, like the tonal difference from the first act to the second act drives me nuts. I feel like Stuntman Mike is a fantastic character in the wrong movie. Like I'd rather Wait, him be in a be different in? movie. Like that's what I want is Stuntman Mike in a Jacqueline different movie. Had to turn her camera on. I like parts of this movie. Another like another Tarantino movie. Just give me no, Stuntman Mike. Stuntman Mike is amazing. He's the best part of this film. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Give him his own movie. Like he does. It's called Death Proof. Yes. No. <laughs> I'm not movie. understanding what I'm saying. <laughs> no one understands the words that are coming out of your mouth. <laughs> I, I, it's just like there's something about the first act and the second act. Like it really loses me in the second act, except for the stunt work. Like other that's than that, the whole second act. But it's second act. Uh, aside from Kim and Zoe, that's it for me. Like it's just that stunt work is amazing. It, it's man, I can't wait to see what you think of Death uh, Planetara. I haven't seen Planetara since 2007, so I'm very curious what I think too. <laughs> Aren't you the horror guy, Nate? I am. It's just oh, like wow. I'm the, the Grindhouse no. movies were just okay in my opinion. Like, like. Kurt Russell is phenomenal in this movie. Everyone in this movie is phenomenal. Why is it not working for me at parts, though, is what blows my mind. And, like, all day at work, I'm like, I'm thinking the I don't same even thing know that. how I would, like, fix it in, to make me happy, you know? Would I want Tarantino. Michael Parks to be chasing after Kurt Russell, no. hunting him down? I don't know. Like, I don't know no, if that'd Michael be as Parks interesting. Michael perfectly as an Easter egg. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, and I think no, that was no, the point of the movie, which is for yeah. these women to get revenge on him. You don't need a man to get revenge we on don't, exactly. need a woman to I, I turn think, the tide. Yeah. Right. Well, like for me, like I would have maybe rather had those first women, like maybe some of them survive and try to go after him. Like, no, oh. they were weaker. Uh, but they're fodder. The first fodder. hour is so much better for me. It just is. Oh, like everything about that God. first hour, I fully enjoy. Nate, can I ask you a question? Yeah. And I, I ask this with all, with all seriousness. How do you feel about the movie Full Metal Jacket? Uh, first hour. I don't like the second hour at all. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, at least you're consistent. Yeah. Like, I, I absolutely hate the second hour of Full yeah, Metal Jacket. I can it's see the he comparison, falls during movies. I see the comparison with this movie. Yeah. No, like, for me, like, um, even though, like, I, like, watch war movies and stuff, like, I don't know. Something about that second part of Full Metal just does not jive well with me. It's a great. It's still it's a good war movie, though. It's it's real. Yeah, you know, like, it, I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a lot of parallels to what really happened. And, and there's the a total part. lack of R. Lee in it. There's a, there's a character <laughs> development portion of. Well, there was a band back in that day called Two Life Crew, where they took a lot of the samples. Yeah, from oh that. me so honey. Yeah, they played a really small dive bar in my hometown, and I regret never going to it. <laughs> but no, I, I'm like, Jacqueline, that's a that's a perfect comparison. Honestly, I think that this is, film is yeah. very similar, where we spend a lot of time with certain characters, building up relationships, and the in the first and then half. like the rug gets pulled away from me. Maybe that's my problem. Like I, it's been bothering me since that's Sunday not a film trying problem, to figure out how a, to. Sometimes that might be a viewer problem. Like it just hits you a certain way. 
Yeah, and I, I think that's what it is with me. Like since Sunday, I'm like, man, I don't know how to like rate this. Even on my letterbox, I've just been like sitting on it. Like I don't know. <laughs> man, who did Full Metal Jacket? Was it Kubrick? Kubrick. Kubrick. Was yeah. it Kubrick? Yeah. Oh my Kubrick god. Which one is so best? I, so, Damn. Like my two favorite directors, and of course, Rob. Mm. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while for him to get mentioned. <laughs> no, John did him early on. Yeah, well, you John you did. you mentioned him with your I want to intro. Make sure I got out the gate. Charlie, mm. it's cool. It's whatever. Charlie, yeah. Charlie, get ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> I said, what's what's your review? Get get the get me off the heat. Get you off the heat? I think yeah. I'm going to put you right back on it because I'm with everyone else, man. I give this movie a nine. I I adore this movie. I love a good road car carnage. I like a, a well-done, dialogue-driven movie. I love that kind of stuff. This is also the kind of movie that I could just put on in the background, mm -hmm. know exactly where it is at any mm -hmm. point of the time. I get sucked into the conversations that these girls, and it is, it's very much what guys say, but from the female perspective, you know, even where they're like bashing on the guys that are in there, oh, don't start whining, don't start doing it. And you're sitting there going, yeah, I know guys that would do that. Yeah, but they you know, do it definitely. from a female perspective where they call right. themselves out for their own bullshit too. Oh, they're giving Which each other shit. Like, did you like break that. a piece off for the guy? That's what's wrong. And they're trying to, you know, like justify all their decisions. I enjoy the hell out of all the dialogue. I like the girls at the beginning. I like, but I look at this movie as that's the slasher grindhouse. Now we're going to move into the car chase grindhouse. It was Tarantino's one chance yep. to get as much of what he loved about that era on film. And maybe that causes a disconnect for some people. For I me, I think it's a beautiful transition from the dark and grimy and rainy to the dry, arid, bright light. Like, I don't even mind the fact that it's cleaner version in the car chasing because a that's a lot of effort you put in there if you're going to scratch the shit out of it for these awesome car chases but the first one feels like something that should have been dirty and grimy and scratched up the second part should be bright all this shit's happening during the day like it's not at night there's no cover of darkness or shadow there is there there is a filter in the beginning which what nate was touching on but i can yeah. understand what you're saying like why to veer away from that in the end because we're doing all these awesome car scenes right to me i treat it like you could almost look at it as two different grindhouse movies were just mm -hmm. following the same yeah. character that mm -hmm. has bridged them stuntman mike we see the slasher version of stuntman mike to the carpocalypse mm -hmm. stuntman mike um i don't know i enjoy the hell out of this movie I, again the actresses kurt russell the cars are their own characters there's nothing I would change other than just telling me what the hell happened to Lee at the end. That's <laughs> that is my no, yeah. That is honestly, I think it would have been awesome. I don't think that guy did anything. I think that guy seemed curvier than he would actually be. In I want to believe that, but I could also see, say, midway through the credits, we see them driving the Challenger back up the driveway, smoke rolling out of it, the engines knocking, and we see Lee just from behind. And Jasper is around the corner, and we're not quite sure what's going on. 
But as the girls come up there to see what's happening, like, oh, what's Lee doing to him? Like, Lee's stabbing the shit out of him or something. <laughs> you know, I actually love, like, the opposite of where, like, Lee is able to, like, draw out the true uh, country bumpkin. And, like, Bump. she finds out, like, you're bumpkin. And, like, she finds out, like, that she's able to talk to him on a regular oh, oh, they could just as easily be and sitting there's a connection the there for a moment, but it's moonshine. so odd because yeah. you wouldn't expect it. But there's a connection where, like, Oh, oh! Your cousin had a farm, and he had a, uh, you know, he had a. They they could have had had him with the Italian Vogue. He could have been like, "I got the new copy of the Italian Vogue. You want to read it?" And she's just like, "What?" You know, this whole. (laughs) They could have been a moment where they 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 like bridge the gap there. (laughs) It would have been. They could have had fun with it, but I get that also. Grindhouse movies end abruptly a lot of times because it's like we're out of money. Bye. In the movie. Yeah, exactly. Wrap up. We're done. That's, that's how it ended, which was perfect because they all like high five each other. And then it was like, oh, it's a great celebration. Well, for like, right. them. All right, guys. Well, we have covered, and I say guys, but that doesn't include you guys. That's all right. I, I, it's I, a very encompassing it's, guys. It's dude and dudette. I'll be a dude. I'll, I'll be I'll be part of the, the dude. I'm a dude. Oh. She's a dude. You're We're a dude. Dudes. We're all dudes. <laughs> There we Jack go. Got the biggest wiener on a cut above. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I believe it. I've listened to the show. Yeah. She has to keep you two in line, so I, I'm sure. <laughs> Her camera's been off, so I haven't, you know, seen anything. So it's fine. We we have. Yeah. I got a. <laughs> yeah, Sea Boy Camp was a was something else. <laughs> Brought a little traumatic experience. Hydroberg had flashbacks. All right. So <laughs> thanks for checking out. Now, here's the beauty of this whether you listen to us first or you listen to a cut above first on our double feature, it's not going to matter. It's still just going to be two great movies with all of us. Yeah, talking but listen about to it. a cut above first. But if they're listening to this, can they go back and listen well, to gonna your listen We're going to do Planet of Terror first. Yeah. yeah and but yeah, stop where you are movie. right now at the very so, end of that this episode. Sense. Watch that one first. And just rewind real quick. <laughs> go listen to a cut above again. Right? I don't know. The first time. That's and how this come works. Back and listen to this episode again. And then there's so much more <laughs> stuff you're going to pick up on. Time flat circle, Hydroberg. It's a flat uh, circle, yes. It's a, it's a flat circle. So, yeah, so it doesn't matter which way you listen to it. As of recording, we're recording this first, but we will be doing the same thing. Hopefully, we have Pete with us over on a cut above, so we may have another uh, viewpoint. Yeah, he better show stuff. up. He didn't even yeah. write my review for me. Oh, he didn't, did he? Yeah. You don't get to do your Pete yeah, impersonation. Probably because he forgot, because he forgets everything. Call <laughs> uh, you out, Pete. That's fine. That's fine. He, he understands. He knows what he is. All right. Well, if you guys want to follow along, you can catch us over at Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast on Facebook. Give Me Back My Horror Movies on Facebook. We are both on Instagram. We are on TikTok, Twitter, Threads, Yin Yang, Yahoo, Gwell, what all these places. You know, it just just type it in somewhere, and we pop up. And as well as us, you can also find a cut above horror review. John, do your thing, or you guys do your whole spiel there. Let me know where to find you. All right, real quick. Uh, a cut above colon horror review on Facebook. Make sure you give us those five star reviews on or ratings on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, we are not on everything, uh, but we are on Instagram at a cut above one word dot horror underscore review. All right. You can also email us at a cut above horror review at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at cut above horror. John, I'm not running a threads account. I just don't want to do it. 
it'll delete our account if you don't do the threads thing, I guess. No, no, it will delete our account if we do the threads thing and then we want to get oh, rid of really? it. Oh, really? Oh, shit. Here's the thing. Social media is constantly threads? changing. We got to just go with the times. We can't be, I would you know, prefer to, back I, in my day, we only Personally, did from a cut above, I would rather accept my overlord, Elon Musk, rather than my overlord, um, you know. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, well, that's Zuckerberg. Yeah, but time. Elon Musk can't get his rockets up. <laughs> uh, he's got several rockets up, and he also has electric cars, so I'm just saying. Well, whatever happens to a cut above, you can also go find the other account that's called a cuck above. I think Stephen Rio run that one. Yeah, cuck above is a thing. There's a real email somewhere there for it. So there's there might even be some social media. We don't know. We have a Twitter. I've never heard of those guys. Who? They pop in from here from time to time. Something about hacking our show and, you know, something about. hacks. Yeah, we, we we got a bunch of emails about this, like Stephen and Leo guy on our emails. It was like, you know, what's up with these guys? And I was like, oh, they they slid into Nate's DMs. One have you day. guys ever had a show. podcast that pretends to have episodes that they've done based on the episodes that they've performed on on your show as guests, and then somehow included them as actual episodes that they've actually done? Because sure. I. We have that problem at a cut above. Do you have that problem? Yes. Our problem is... For some reason, once in a while, advertises themselves as if they've they've done episodes on Rock and Roll Nightmare. But that's not a real thing. You didn't actually do Rock and Roll Nightmare, did you? You you were on our show for it. See, they they just hacked our show. Yeah. Yeah. Leo, Leo, some kind of like... like And then your show's hacked. And I'm just saying. They must be stopped. We're putting them back out there. Uh, (laughs) Challenge... Throwing all of the gauntlets down. It's mm-hmm. good times. All right. Well, if you guys have made it this far into the episode, thank you very much. Please go check out a cut above horror review. They got some fantastic shows. We are so glad we could do this collaboration. It just made sense. Uh, we've been friends for uh, seems like forever now. Probably only been a week or two, but it, it's all good. <laughs> it's been the most thrilling week of my life. I've ruined this whole friendship in one night. It's awesome. Yeah, so Nate good. already screwed it all up. Way to go, bud. Yeah, Nate, That's wait. What wait. I do. You're Thanks like, for letting please? us know that you're not a Tarantino fan. Yeah. No, I do like Tarantino. This is <laughs> no, my most favorite one. No, you you messed up. You messed up. We have, we have, I'm we have sorry record. it's not Kill Bill 2. I'm sorry. I love your statement, stunt man Nate. Stunt man Nate. Nate. Yeah. Stunt man Nate. I yeah. dig it. I'm the uh, cousin that got forgotten about. <laughs> cousin the Bob. You're, you're the you're Bob. You're the one that got me into podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, John, Jacqueline, thank you so much, guys. Heiderberg, for coming awesome, on yeah. to the show. This I has can't been a blast. Wait to do the other one. Keep it creepy. All right, Charlie. What's the good word? That was fun.